0: I'm really going to say this. I'm really tired of seeing the same DJs in all the bars, guys. Like, I have so many DJ friends, so I, I know these guys are not going to get uh, pissed off. In South Africa, the DJs pride themselves in playing what no one knows. The DJs here, you're going to go to places and you're going to hear the same shit. And then you're going to be told these are the big DJs in the city. You guys, let's all accept this shit. Like The way our uptown society in Kampala is built, there's so much like pressure. So I feel like they put that energy on DJs as well. And man, for that reason, I feel like DJs are fearing the crowds they play playing for. Yeah. Cool. Now, these DJs are scared of the crowd. Yo, you guys, stop being scared of the crowds. You guys are the hit makers. Oh-oh, yeah. oh-oh, so when I talk for promo, I make my cash no borrow. Oh-oh, oh-oh.
1: Hey, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Mob Jazz Podcast, episode 22. Here we're yerp, the boys, yerp. the voice, and...
2: Alvin Wagwan.
1: Hey, yeah. yo, Dennis. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Wagwan. <laughs> I'm
0: very calm, my brother. very the calm.
1: I a bad man in the building today, you guy. Yeah,
3: yeah. man. So tell us, bro. First, please. Um, eh? turn down the, the, the volume of those of speakers. speakers?
2: Yeah. Should I just turn them? What's the speaker thing?
0: you from the, back. <laughs>
2: from the back. how's that better better all right we're well, keeping all of this me now yeah that's let oh, yeah, that's go. but i can't wait i can't wait to hear how dennis he sounds on this podcast man This guys the most perfect podcast voice you <laughs> get <laughs> uh-huh. he,
3: he, he increases mic a bit oh uh, what are you three three all yeah. right i'll turn him up let's go that's it but dennis he
2: called me on friday Okay. lecturing me mm-hmm. about, like, voice control, bro. The guy called me and said, bro, where does your voice come from? I was like, what kind of deep <laughs> <you know>, philosophical <laughs> question is this? He <laughs> said, where does your voice come from? I was like, bro, I don't know, man. I've always had this voice. It's supposed <laughs> to come <laughs> from the stomach. Yeah, the guy said, yeah, man, you know, there's different places
1: you can come from. That that. <laughs> nah, I uh, enjoyed that, so I can't wait, man. So he was saying your voice is too is like... It's good. It comes from the stomach, or it's like nah? He it was nasal. kind of it like, yeah. I was telling app. me sometimes it's nasal, sometimes it's like, yeah. Anyway. How do you control that? How do you make your voice come from your from your stomach? Man, it's just vocal drills, bro. Like <laughs> what, yeah, like what vocal, drill? give me it's give vocal me like drills? It's
0: vocal drills, but like, um, there's always like an area like of attention when you're releasing, an area that's contracting when you're speaking. One area that's being exhausted. Because if you speak, like, if you use your head voice so much, you'll eventually get a headache, headache. if you talk too Facts. much. I always have headaches <laughs> after <laughs> this. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> <I> always <laughs> have headaches after <laughs> this. Yeah. So I if you use your stomach so much, then, of course, you might get hungry after you talk so much. Like, it depends on the place, the chest. Then you'll feel the chest areas. Or you feel those areas contracting as you're speaking. I, yeah. I know
3: for me it's more like breathing, if that makes sense. Like, the talking is more like exhaling. So that's what do I mean, like the chest? Yeah, for me it's mostly chest and stomach. You yeah. get? Mm. So for me ah. it's like breathing, then talk while breathing out. But then the goal is just like for you to be able to just
0: change where the, where you place your attention so that the voice can automatically come from there. At any time. Yeah. At any time. At any is that time, best like place? Or is it just where you want to feel pain? There's no best place. It's it's the it's the situation. It's the situation. It's the mood. Like if you're like trying to you're in a calm situation, then you wanna give guys like a calm voice. If you're in a happy situation, you want to give guys a happy voice. Because you cannot find someone crying, and then you're like, Hey, man, very sorry for what you." What? Okay, so you're that's like, <laughs> that, that has to be from my head, right? <laughs> yeah. Head. So then you have to come down and be like, yeah. Hey, man, very sorry for what you're going to like. Calm, soothing voice.
2: For me, I feel like I be talking calm most of the time. But then, yeah, you that's what you, you be talking. Bro. Is it coming from, but I still feel like it's coming from my head.
1: Somehow. Yeah, I I I get I get what you mean because even me like I feel like it's just automatically coming from like my nose area like here.
0: Yeah, now that's like something that you're doing very unconsciously because you maybe you're not paying enough attention to it so you can be able to control where it's coming from. Yeah, so you can be talking low, and then you eventually realize the voice is coming from here. And now that we're talking about, it, I feel like everywhere is contracting, bro. Like,
2: what up, man? What up? What up? How are you feeling, man? How are you all feeling, honestly?
0: Yo, I'm feeling very blessed. I'm feeling very, <laughs> I'm feeling very, <laughs> feeling very stressed at the same time. Yeah, what's stressing you? Yeah, a lot of shit, man. A lot of shit. You're the walking man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but man, um, just man, do, do you guys ever get stressed out by just your own thought process? Of course, bro, always. Yeah, I feel like that's where <laughs> it all begins. Yolo, like, <laughs> <all laughs> that's where stress begins. you're like your overthinkers,
2: you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know if it's bad, bro. Uh,
1: uh, anyway. But uh, first, elaborate. What do you mean by get stressed by your own thought process?
0: Like, man, I can do like something that's very crazy and it's very good, and then like I'll start like, you did, did this, like put out the impact I wanted it to put out. Mm. And mm. then, uh, shit, they really do what I wanted to do, did they? And then eventually it's gonna come and start stressing me. Yeah. And then guys are gonna come and, Leo, you did something lit? That shit is so lit. And then you remember, like, oh man, this thing is lit. And then you're like, first snap back, it's lit. And then you just give yourself time and. Uh,
2: you ever ask guys why? Why? When guys say, oh man, that was lit, do you ever be like, why or how? That's actually a question I never ask people. Yeah, bro. I don't know, man. <laughs> wait, wait. That's something I started asking because Whenever you, guys yeah, put, come again, up to me what? and they're like, hey, man, I love a podcast, blah, blah, blah. like, I kind of want to ask them further, yeah. like, oh, like, what exactly do you like? Or did you catch this? Or did you do this, this? Like, do you watch or do you listen? How's this? How's that? I don't know, bro. That's part of like the overthinking shit, I guess.
0: I never ask people why because I remember when I used to ask people why I never used to take it serious when they would give me reasons. Because mm. now me, when people ask me why, I never want to answer because I'm going to, like, tell you why, because I already know why so vividly. But then, like, I'm going to have already seen, like, a million ways. I'm going to want, like, some better shit. So I the end of the day someone may end up thinking I'm trying to criticize them or something, because mm. I'm going to have, like, so many, Opinions. like, man, maybe you should also do this, do this, yeah. do this. Like, I'll already... Yo, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a blessing or if it's just, like, confusion and overthinking. But you you want to see, like, possibilities. You know, like, where, where this thing could go, like, in 10 years. So you're trying yeah. to, like, look at it calculatively and yeah. be like, will this thing stand the test of time? Or, like, what's the reason for this thing being there now? Like, who is it appealing to? Who is the main persona? Who is this and that? And how is that going to be, like, in five years? When these people grow, are they going to still have appeal to this thing? What? And so you're trying to advise a person, but they may not even, like you would be like, oh man, I didn't thought about all these <laughs> things. <laughs> Think <of it> <laughs> <lemon>. <laughs> You're trying to scare me out of my
2: shit right now. I feel like you might be one of a few guys who, whenever you give me advice about the pod, it's, like, I, I only take it seriously because everyone else that gives me advice, it's either something that I've thought of and we're still figuring out how to execute, or it's someone who, like, just kind of wants to come and just be in this position but, but has no idea, like, like, the, the advice they're giving me is so far out of context, you guys, yeah. that it just can't be applied, man. You know?
3: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Now, wha- what you've just said sounds just like if Kane would a- advise Ebo. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Because cause Kane was never in the position that Ebo was in, but then he always wanted to be in that position. Mm. And so his whole thing was envy. And so sometimes someone would come and give you advice, but when there's really no advice in the shit at the end of the day... It's just them telling you, like, bro, I don't think you're good enough for this thing, and I think I'd be better in that position. Yeah, you dig. So it's like, sometimes even us knowing these archetypes of, of behavior and of people, it's it, it helps us to know like what kind of advice are we taking in and how deeply or seriously should we take it.
1: You guys ever take advice? I take yeah. certain advice, but yes, I do take advice. I don't yeah, take it from yeah. everyone. What's like your thought process when someone gives you advice? Like, what do you? How do you like sieve? Okay, so the first thing I do is, like, I first figure out, is this person actually, like, talking to me or, like, projecting something onto mm. me, like, right now mm. into my situation? That's the first thing I'm always thinking about. Yeah. And if they are not projecting, and I think this person is actually trying to tell me something, then I take it with a big grain of salt. Mm. Then I go and think about it, like, later and see if you treat. That's how I take advice. Like, mm. It's a very slow process before. What they've said seeps into my brain. Cause well, knowing you, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, exact, that's exactly <laughs> how I think you take yeah. it. I, I, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> to just it. take on opinions like that. And yeah. like it ties back to like what you were saying about like overthinking and how that can actually. And to to, to that I'd say, man, like you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. In that, in that regard, like for me, um, I think that you should just be doing, 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 doing at all times, man. Like less thinking. Like you should only think like very little, and it should be very deliberate about what you're doing. And then get back to doing what you're doing. Otherwise, you, for me, I find myself I can think myself out of what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I no, find but reasons you you you've you read any Eckhart books. Tolle. Eckhart Tolle.
2: No, I haven't read any of his books.
0: Eckhart Tolle. Like here's has, here's has thing where he says man, like compulsive thinking is obviously one of the things that you know derails our consciousness. What has he written? What are the popular ones? He has written the Handbook to Consciousness. He has written the Power of Now, which is I a read, very yeah, very powerful I've book. I've read that. I've read that. The Power of that. Now. Yeah, but um. You know, I keep saying how, how we bring our own stress, like we create psychological time. Because if you're stuck in the past, then you're building depression. Then, but if you're stuck, stuck in the future, future, then you're building anxiety. Ready, so it would be like, you know, try and be centered in the present moment. But then the way he would say it is like, don't be a compulsive thinker because thinking is going to drag you in one of the two places. So it would be like, learn how to pick your mind up, use it to think and then put it back down. Mm. You dig? Like if I need Word. to think through this situation, like this needs thinking, like now let me think. Like if if thinking is not needed, like now where the fuck are you out here thinking? Because you're gonna think yourself into something that you do not wanna be in. So you, usually it's like can but then can you master that ability to like pick your mind up, use it to think and then put it back down and just be able okay, to
1: Okay. So what I've found first I n- I think I need to read that book, first of all. I but talk. second of all, what I've uh-huh. found is you know, I'm not able to like pick up my mind and put it down at will. Yeah. But what you kind of learn at least in my experience, is how to kind of ignore, well not ignore, but like kind of just let the thoughts pass without engaging them. Because these compulsive thoughts they come from somewhere which is beyond our control. Yeah. But then when it comes up and it picks interest, that's when you now tag on that thread and see where it goes in your th- in your mind. And then you end up in complete fantasy like land where you're just yeah. like deep thinking. So yeah. how, how do you how do you ignore them? So Actually, like you just right. observe the thought that comes. Like for example, it's like there's someone walking outside. Just like let it pass. Don't tag on it. there's another thought coming and another one just kind of like observe the thoughts presently without engaging into it's it's that's what that's what i find like trying to completely stop the thoughts at any given time is almost impossible for me at least so you just have to kind of get that discipline of not it's like like if you're doing work and there's so many distractions around you kind of Tune out the distractions and focus on the So I guess it's something like that.
2: A lot of the time, the thoughts be the distractions, bro. Mm. The thoughts be me. A lot of the time, the, the, be the thoughts be the distractions. Bro. Like one hundred and one percent, The biggest thing eh, is trying to like get rid of the thoughts eh, by distracting yourself with things that aren't work, bro. Yeah, like just other like trying to distract yourself, eh, trying to to get rid of those thoughts by doing just other idol shit, bro. Mm. It almost never works, man. Like like playing music. I don't know if music is idle, bro, because music requires some <laughs> sort of some sort of engagement. But
0: too. music is now putting your mind like in a whole other
2: thought process. I mean, there's definitely type of music, some types of music where I, it's a distraction, bro. Okay, yeah. some is a distraction, but, but also like it depends
0: on the music you are very read, because there's some yeah. music that's just gonna like entirely, like, yeah, like you down and, and I, have people watch probably?
1: those playlists on YouTube like lo-fi hip-hop beats to chill yeah. and study. Yeah, yeah that yeah. like yeah. like can,
0: can put you into <laughs> some
1: <laughs> some focus more than you finish your yeah. essay, bro. Deep focus. That's
0: crazy. When it comes to like those kinds of sounds. My favorite, I should listen to is sound frequencies. Do you, do our yeah, alpha yeah. waves, yeah. beta waves? So we were like listening specific to Specific frequencies,
2: uh, like we're listening to that. What's Mike Dean album? It's just full of so- sound frequencies. Yeah,
0: I listen. I like, I like, um, I like the 369 frequency, it's crazy. It's crazy. I like the 963, that's what I've been listening to all <laughs> all morning. Um, it's like a particular tone. Yeah, to it's hers. Yes, it's like hers. So it's, it's very crazy. It's, it's, like, it's like a ca- there's a different way the sounds affects you when you go like different houses. Always affects you like it's very crazy. I don't know how that shit works, man. And but I, 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 read I, some I like
1: to talk <laughs> about it. It's like we're all vibrating at certain frequencies because every molecule is kind of like vibrating. So even as like a being here, yeah, there's a frequency you're putting off. So I guess music is frequencies. So there are certain frequencies like that are more in tune. We the change your frequency. Your, it and Not changes change or like matches your frequency at ah. a particular time better. Than other something like that.
0: Yeah, man. I've I've I man. I definitely had our lecturer speak about this at my career. Eh? He, w- cause I remember he would be. Like, Why have you guys come in this class? And then there's some guys like we came here for sound therapy. And he's like, we don't actually for sound therapy here, but I'll talk about it. And then he he told guys about how people can heal themselves with sounds and do all these crazy things and what. And that was the first time that I actually got to find out how deep sound can go. Because me, I thought everyone had come for music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you dig? But then when I got to realize that, yo, yeah, man, there's a whole lot more you can do. There's that whole sector of music therapy that's very crazy. What people can do with sound and how they can use it to heal. And it's like Asian cultures have been doing this for a very long time. Even African cultures, though, have been using the sounds differently because there's a way our chants were used to heal people. Mm. But then those guys were using like bowels. You dig, the like s- the singing bowls. And yeah. us were using chants. And if you listen to the chants or the bowls, they have a similar effect on you. We're probably also using like drums and like... Yeah, drums. And, you know, strings. D- the strings, yes, the strings. The strings were very... Because melodies at the end of the day also have Just, that, that yeah. uh, therapeutic effect on the body. Yeah. But then also you have to know how to listen to them because there's a way you, you have to allow them into the body and then they're able to affect you. Nah,
1: for like me, th- th- that's how I feel about drums, bro. Drums are therapeutic for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. sometimes I just <laughs> listen to there's this <laughs> guy called I think it's called Alan Tim Allen. He's a guy who's a drum for fella. That guy can just drum a sick beat and you just listen to that guy on the drums for like hours. So and when I listen to him, I just feel like <sighs> crazy. It's That's so crazy. sick. Bro. What's his name again? Tim Allen. Tim Allen, no Alan. I will look him up after Tim this. Okay. I'll show him to you. But it's Alan something, but he passed bro. away RIP. My favorite thing
2: my favorite thing was a couple of years ago, there was that podcast called The Dissect Podcast. It's still on, to be fair. But then he dissects all like the most fire albums. They're his uh-huh. favorite albums, eh? but incidentally, a lot of them are albums I enjoyed. But you know when you listen to music, eh, and you're not certain why th- that music is connecting so much, eh, but you just yeah. know that it is connecting. Yeah. yeah. And then as he dissects it, you realize that these artists are so intentional with the notes that they're using. Like there's particular notes in music which are meant to... Inside, like sadness and then yeah. others that are meant to incite joy and then there's guys who will blend them and then there's guys who will like bro listen.
3: A lot of it is like music theory because yeah. if you think about it from the most basic music theory for example major keys are mostly like happiness mm. stuff like that minor keys are ma- majorly like sadness in, low in, kind of music yeah. stuff like that yeah. so it's quite intentional it is the thing about it for me though is very few artists nowadays know that.
2: I mean, I think guess I'm not judging the artists, them because sure. I'm not an artist. Guys. I think, bro, music is one of those It's one of those arts uh, where like the audience is so disconnected, bro, and you don't have the time to keep explaining to guys that this is what I was trying to do on this song. So, for guys, just listen for what they want to listen for and then move on. You dig? But I don't think it's a thing that the artists don't know. Bro, the fact that we know, the artists most definitely know, man.
0: How many of you know? That's the question.
2: Well, we have an artist to see her, man. We should ask you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I definitely know. I definitely know that, you know, sound affects people. Because, d- listen, I use sound to heal myself all the time. Like, if I get a headache, I'm going to go look for a particular frequency to listen to. Really? Yeah. Like That's crazy. Everyone knows this, like... And if you chill with me, and I wake up in the morning, and like my brain is feeling like foggy, I'm gonna listen to a frequency. Yeah, true, true, and true, 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 so my that my, do that. my Apple Music library has way more frequencies than actual albums. It has way That's more frequencies because I'll be like trying to like get into a space. If I'm meditating, I'm meditating on a frequency. So I know I know what sound can do, but my thing is also how do you incorporate all these things into in music? In, yeah, in, in, into like one specific sound because if if I have like um, First of all, if I'm trying to do like a cultural sound, like an, a cultural African sound, and I know about these frequencies and stuff, and I know about this and that, you need like a, su- a sound engineer who's studied to a certain level, mm. you know, to be able to do these things. And that's what we lack here. That's what people might have that say, that they're able to manipulate sound to a level that it's going to impact you subconsciously without even you having to know a single thing about the sound. I've not heard of sound engineers here who have that level of you know, understanding or what? You have to understand that a lot of our knowledge here or anywhere around the world today is coming from YouTube, where, where, where the internet. That
3: is exactly. And what so I'm you saying. you
0: have to be very intentional about saying, you know, what I wanna, I wanna learn how to like, say, uh not manipulate, but utilize sounds or apply sounds in a way
3: that they can be able to raise people's consciousness. For example, think ab- think about it this way. Yeah, there is a reason as to why, like nowadays, a lot of, say, hip hop or Mainstream rap music Mm. has a lot of like say 808s, and you're like, fine, this beat slaps, there's a way it like hits your soul, but it's because an 808 is primarily a frequency Mm. when you go down to the very basic, um, thing of it and in in relation to like sound and everything. Mm. And so, you'll find that different 808s will hit you different ways. You'll find, for example, an 808 in like a hip hop song has a different effect from an 808 or a log drum in an AMA piano song. Mm, one mm. will make you chill. One will make you dance. Mm. Stuff like that. Mm. So me my thing is, I'm not saying they do not know. I'm just saying the effect is probably negated when they're making the content. They're just like, let's make an Ama piano song.
0: I think um when you look at when you look at the music eh, and look at it just as result eh, of mm. like just the music itself. Eh, mm. You're looking at it from like a very you're looking at it too close to the p- you have to look at it like much deeper than that because music is, is it's a product of a culture. Mm. It comes from a culture. So um, it's not like a happy culture is going to go and make 808s that are sad. Yeah. You understand it? Because they're making music that's representative of who they are as a people. So you'll find that a lot of these things, they just create themselves out of coincidence and then these theories come and explain them and then try to make it look like some kind of science was applied. Mm-hmm. When in actual sense, sometimes the science is not there. It's the theory that's coming from the product and not the product coming out of the theory. Mm. You understand? So that's why I'm saying music is just not the producer creating a sound. It's usually does that because how does a how does a sound get pushed beyond its culture? It's the culture at first accept it. So when we're learning about music, the first thing you learn is that music is not music unless the culture accepts it as music. Mm. You understand? Because who are you going (laughs) to give it to? Yeah. You understand it has to be accepted in a place by people, and then the people will begin eventually taking on the characters, or you'll begin. Because you also ask yourself: do, do musicians impact the society through the things they say, or do they say things that the society does?
2: Both, I think.
0: You see both, but then to what to what end? Like to what yeah, percentage? To what degree? You understand? Because sometimes the musicians could just be the voice of what's going on yeah, in the culture, yeah. or sometimes it could be the other way around: when the musicians are, are saying these things that actually killing the people or inspiring the people, depending on how you look at yes, it. Definitely,
2: it's definitely the first one to a greater degree where they're saying what's happening in the society. They're saying what's happening like the in the society. Boxes.
0: I also I so feel the same way. Mm. So this music here, it's usually the culture, like I'm a piano Africa, guys like to dance, guys like to be happy. So as a producer, you're looking for that sound on this scale of keys that resonates with the people there. And then that's what the whole world is going to eventually resonate with. So these True. guys did not do it so much with like the physics in mind, they did it with the reactions of the people that they're looking at.
3: True. My question, though, is for people entering the market yeah. or entering the space, what is the place for you to know that? Not going by trend, entering, but by effect, as you're saying.
2: Entering as, like, making the music or yeah, it. Yeah,
3: making the music, making the music, mm. yeah? So, for example, mm. we know the effect a Piano has now. Yeah. we know the people who primarily make it, which is Southern Africa. Mm. So let's say a Ugandan wants to make an piano track. Yeah. To what extent do they have to know this knowledge? I like connect with the culture. Oh, it's very important, yeah. man. You yeah. just
0: don't go there because you're going to blunder. Like, think about this. I'll tell you about what I know because I'm a Ugandan and I mm. know about Kadongo Kamu music, for example. I know about Chizino from where we're from in Kavale, mm. And um, I know Kadongo Kamu music is different because Kadongo Kamu, first of all, was made for morals. Yeah, that's true. It had to that's communicate true. morals, yeah. and then it had to be communicated in a way that the kids would not understand. So there were metaphors, yeah. and the metaphors Primarily could like be, stories, if was, yeah, sexual, and whatever. Like that, yeah. And then it was also done through storytelling. Do you understand? So there was no, there was nothing like a chorus. The fact that it's called Kadongo Kamu meant there was one, one tempo. Yeah, you understand one drum. It would go along that. So if you did not know these things, you could not go outside there and start making Kadongo Kamu. If first of all you're not speaking about morals. Because this is what they were trying to maintain in society. This is what they held highly, and then you're gonna have to hide all these things from the kids and say them in a way that they. And then the Chizino had a, diff- um, a very different thing. They were doing this, if like for example, people were trying to get like um, married it would come and the music was used for people to express... Um, first of all, they were using the calabashes and stuff. Mm. Right from drinking alcohol, they would turn those things that they were using to drink alcohol into musical instruments. From morning to evening. You dig. Everything. So Right after yeah. turning up, you use this stuff, turn it into musical instruments, and then they would start dancing. But then the goal... Remember, if, if someone was to pick a, a husband in this Chisino dance, someone who had to express the highest level of energy zone would pick a wife. So you'd, you'd have to jump and stomp the ground. So the person who stomps the ground the heaviest and everyone feels the ground shaking would be the hardest guy. And that would be the guy to go and get married. I think it's really just a
2: mating dance, bro. To be honest, (laughs) 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 it's just a mating (laughs) ritual. I've seen
3: seen my uncles dance, eh? and they never use that much energy in their lives. Yeah, (laughs) never, bro. Now
0: because now it's not really being used for the effect it was used for. Mm. But then, if if that guy try and catch a bird... (laughs) you (laughs) dig. Trust me, you dig. Bro, culture (laughs) is so
2: simple.
3: eh? If you go down to the roots, they're like, just stomp that ground, you'll get away. (laughs) <laughs> but then
0: you, you look at all these things and the way they fit, the way they dress well, doing all these things, they contribute. So if you come in and then you want to participate in that culture and expect to get acceptance by the culture, then, of course, you must know what these things mean. Otherwise, mm. you're going to get rejected. you you, you remember when George Smith dropped another piano song and everyone in the UK was tripping? Really? guys were trying to enrich you. Do? Nah. I never nah. heard I nah. I about did. this. And people did. people feel like man, if you're gonna come and try to take from our culture, at least understand the culture, because you're gonna go and dress in some raggedy way. Like French model, I think, was banned from a lot of like Arabic countries, because they're like man, you 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 are pushing yourself out to be a Muslim, but then you're not embodying the Muslim culture.
2: You know them; they're very sensitive about that. But then
0: you see Salah gets the opposite because he's actually he he he's he's away of the culture. He knows how to behave in the culture and how who, to re- represent it. Salah Muhammad Paul Salah. Salah. So you find as a result, Muslims are sending him money and they're giving him land and they're giving him this and that. Mm -hmm. Right now, Salam may even own a whole country if you add these pieces of land together. You dig it, but that's
3: just showing you what, what happens when there's
0: awareness in a culture and then you come to that culture with that level of awareness.
3: Now let me ask you a question. At what point do you... I don't know how to ask this question, but what I'm trying to say is there are people who are from a certain culture but they want to experience or experiment with another. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example...
2: just say Drake, bro. I say Drake. I say Drake.
3: Let's go with Drake. Yeah. You have listened to Drake's new he album. Sneezing yeah. right yes, I've
2: listened to Drake's new album.
3: Hey, Drake right bro, now. He has you, hiccups. Every again. Drake
2: album since, like, a More Life. Yeah, mm. no, it's it's what all, all different. Came different. Views or More Life? Views came first. Views, f- yeah. so views. Views was first. Yeah, yeah every Drake first. album since Views, just experimenting different cultures. But mm-hmm. just touching true, true, true. Now let me ask uh, you a question. Uh, yeah? yeah.
3: You've listened to that album. Yeah. And uh we all know he has got backlash, people have said all, all the kinds of things they have to say. I May mean, I took it a bit personal. Hey. I took it a bit personal because I was like, I get it, it's different. Very different from what from what he normally does. Mm-hmm. However, the the US has they have too much influence on everyone. In that if they say something is trash, it's trash. I just think it's trash. No. I don't think think so. No.
2: I just think think American media just has a way of overshadowing, but it's not the truth, bro. Yeah, true. Exactly. That's my point. Now,
3: for example, me, why I took it personal, a lot of the people who produce that thing, I listen to them a lot. A lot. You do, bro. Yeah, for example, like Black Coffee. For me, that's that's the guy who I really listen to. Mm. Yeah? Black Coffee is primarily... Housewives. yeah, house, awesome. and he's also African. So for me, I, I have a bias. I'm he like, this yeah, is this, my this this guy. Bus- guy. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, when I was going through like Twitter, a lot of YouTubers I watch, a lot of these guys are saying, Drake didn't put enough effort in this. Or wha- what was he thinking? And I'm like, bro, Drake is not even American. <laughs> <laughs> I a man. <laughs> Let him experiment. If you don't like it, move on. Don't start saying he didn't put enough effort in it. I think I think guys' issue is not that he was experimenting,
1: is that it was trash. I think it was trash. It see that's trash. subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what they're, they're trying subjective. to now convey. They are subjective. I know people guys. who listen
3: to Black Coffee a lot eh? and they were saying the album was trash. And no, I was Black like, coffee, bro, Black
1: Coffee is lit. Mm. But you can also do bog work. It's not, possible, eh? it's not possible. Eh? It's not possible. First, leave black coffee out <laughs> of the bro. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> black coffee can be <laughs> Josh, house music.
1: I have nothing against black coffee. Mm. I like some black coffee songs, mm. but that
0: Drake album, you can relax. For you me, guys, this is enjoyed best enjoyed work. Enjoyed Yo, can I can, can I say something? Black coffee's best it. work. I personally feel like I even tweeted about this shit. I was like, cause. That morning, Drake dropped. I think it was like a surprise album because none of us were expecting yeah, it dropped at like 6 a.m. Yeah. So now I'm listening to the album. I'm bathing. I'm like, baith- I was with some chick who were bathing younger. I checked Twitter. I'm seeing everyone is tripping. So now, in my head, I'm like, most all these guys tripping, first of all, are American people. And then the next thing, I was like, Americans had this whole entitlement to music, feeling like, if, if you're going to be big in the world, you have to pass through America. Mm. Right, So they yeah. feel like we're the prime target market for good music in the world. And even, even they're still trying to sell that perspective to us through the BETs, and, uh, and the Grammys giving us some funny categories and stuff. Like, I saw Thames winning some shit, World and I was music. like, nah, man, that's fuck that's you, Thames. Can I cuss on this thing? Can I cuss on this thing? Yeah, 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 yeah man. I was like, fuck you, Thames. I'm not going to celebrate that trophy because why am I celebrating it? Kenzo won it, and he's still out here in UG every other day. Like, I know disrespect to Kenzo because he's still one of the greatest, most legendary. But I feel like if you win trophies of this significance, then you must be able to have impact in the world and communities because these things are supposed to give you exposure and influence at the same time because they're supposed to be symbols in society that you know you've achieved something major. But then what these things are actually for is like now like symbols for locking up our minds because they're selling us this perspective that we need American approval, you know, before we can get anywhere sensible. And I'm telling these guys like, man, it does not make any sense. Drake dropped an album for Africa because right now Africa is the market that's controlling the industry. You dig. Even the UK people have to drop music for Africa. Everywhere you dig. So right now with the ones controlling the music, we the ones say who is lit. If we've decided Asaka is the most lit, then Asaka is the most lit you dig yeah if we have decided we're gonna only listen to the future song when this album where thames is on it <laughs> that's what we're gonna listen to <laughs> that's and that will be the banger nowadays. you dig yes yeah. yeah? so now if those guys realize that oh man i have to get an african because i need the whole african market to make this song big then we're the ones controlling the industry so our awards should now be the biggest awards but our media should not be the biggest media But just because those things have not yet happened, people are still going to, you know, try and trick us into believing things that we're not supposed to believe. But I tell you this for a fact, bro. Um, Perception can easily be altered by just very small things. You understand? And I do not want us as black people's perceptions to be altered because we're the ones controlling the shit right now. And those guys, what they're trying to do is get pissed off because of they yeah, want. It's 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 annoying, bro. It's a, it's fucking annoying, <laughs> actually. yeah? Let me yeah. just say this shit, bro. It's motherfucking black people that side who are also tripping. Oh yeah. my Now let me show you why, bro. Eh? These are very brainwashed black people. Do you know why? Eh? Why? Because think about this shit, bro. You've come from Africa. You've gone that side. It only makes sense that when you get any bit of consciousness, it must lead back into Africa. You did get eh? like. Africa is a strong place, because even Banner said it, even fella said it before, Banner, even Martin Luther said it, that until Africa is a superpower, black people outside Africa can never be strong. It's the same reason why white people come here, and then guys are like, release those white people immediately. It's because they're superpowers that side. You dig? So, it doesn't make sense to me why those black people would start chanting down our shit. You understand? They, it's like they you ha- said,
2: bro, it's cultural, man.
0: Okay, for them, they have... Yeah, but they've been brainwashed. Like, I'm trying to show you that the black people that side have been brainwashed to a level that we misunderstand what they mean by black consciousness. eh? Mm. I mean, right now they're listening to Afrobeat, right? But then they're still discrediting. Like, they listen to Afrobeat as a thing of like, yeah, Africa is is rising, Africa is growing, but we're still a superpower. And And they're still identifying themselves as Americans. You understand? They're not identifying themselves as black people to be like, this is our shit, let's learn it, let's incorporate it, let's do what. They're still criticizing Drake because they used to rap. Your rap has already been like, very 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 diluted you dig eh? because now rap rap is the thing that's killing consciousness of black people the most you dig eh? people are are talking about killing each other all the time and drugs and guns and all the lean pandemic was from where you dig where kids were fucking getting strokes for taking lean where was that from you dig and now all the kids wasting their money on on ice and whatever where is that from you dig eh? all the low levels of consciousness penetrating the youth is mostly coming out of the american culture You dig. And this is a culture that those guys still want to embody. Even when our culture is trying to speak about love, it's trying to speak about, you know, embodying what's ours, trying to bring out actual sound, actual dance moves and stuff. So, may I feel like, fuck the media in America, fuck the Americans, even the black ones, until they get common sense, because they they really do not have it, man. They don't have it. And they should have it because this is the time to really be African and proud. Because before you couldn't, because guys were going to ridicule you, you dig. But now you can. You can. In whichever part of the world you're in, you can actually be African and proud. Thank you. You
3: You've taken it. You dig. Now, for me, my question is, at what point do you accept that either the content is trash or you've been brainwashed? Does that make sense? There's not being brainwashed.
0: Let me just start from there. It's Mm -hmm. I'm a piano music. First of all, eh, we're talking Drag did and I'm a piano album, right? yeah album. it's
3: it's it's primarily yeah. house okay it's house yeah piano. it's house deep yeah, house yeah.
0: house okay oh, they Amma may be piano, different yeah, but yeah. we get the picture yeah, it's, it's the same you dance, dig it eh? yeah, yeah, yeah it's album, south yeah. african dance, culture yeah. yeah south african dance music so the thing is bro eh, even if we say we love Amma Piano music we don't know what the fuck they're saying yeah. true you dig eh? ultimately what we love is the beat and the melody mm. you that dig makes us feel Exactly, yeah. and what Drake gave people was a beat and a melody. It's just that now you can hear the words. Yeah. If you sang in South Africans, everyone would be like, man, it's kawa." You dig but it's yeah. just a beat. and a me- it's even Afro beat. what do we like the beat the melody and maybe the accent yeah. we like the accent very much cuz yeah. that's yeah. it yeah. <laughs> you dig eh? but if if someone gave you those two things cuz bro i don't know what those guys are saying i just yeah. be hearing the melody is yeah. beautiful the drums yeah. are beautiful i think those guys would will be willing to they'll be willing to accept jack music if it was good okay let me One ask dance what slapped. what
2: do you think is what do you think is bad about, about this, album? this album. what is bad about that album
1: it's just not okay
2: I don't think it's bad. Is it the music that's it bad. It doesn't sound it's like, like it's Drake. Now, no, for me, that's my biggest issue. It's not issue. My guys are <laughs> criticizing this album. The music of it, like if you separated the music from, like it's not Drake words. Yeah. But the music that is be... good. <sighs> the yeah. music is really bad. So we can't banging. do that. We can't do but that. Then, <laughs> let's even not do that. We can't do that. The things that Drake is saying. but Drake is saying Drake things. Exactly. And he's saying them well, bro. Uh, uh, relax. I swear. Drake, it's those last Drake's, two songs. Yeah. Were beautiful. Those bro. last two songs. One is you song, know, and one is what you know. That, now
1: that is Drake. Do you, you like get. Sticky? <sighs> sticky. No, first of all, I have been telling you. You're not speaking. Listen,
2: that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Take Take it. so, so fire, you guys. Let me tell you, the biggest issue yeah. that guys have with this Drake album is just familiarity
3: bias. Exactly.
0: <laughs> guys are just yeah. guys want yeah. yeah. to listen to Drake. Let me tell you, yeah. Drake yeah. as an artist. And, and yeah. also, Drake finally like acknowledged far. African culture to a very deep level. And this is the artist that Americans were like, you know what? If Africans are taking over, Drake is going to drop and we're going to remind them that no, Americans still have the shit. And then Drake came and told them, no, you guys, listen, Africans took over. allow. And then they're like, no, bro. That's that's Drake, album. Who I think else? Drake has been
2: trying to give these guys a soft launch. Like, obviously, that guy has been, like, the leader of the culture for a couple of years now. Yeah. But I think he tried to give them a soft launch in views. He did that one dance shit and that controller shit. And then More Life tried to give him another soft launch. You know, More Life he couldn't even call it an album because he knew how guys would react. Yeah. Like a soft said it's a playlist, put a few dance things in there. Then every mm. other album, there's another cut dance, cut dance tune. This time he just said, listen, these guys have just given me 400 or 800 million dollars or a billion dollars. yeah I don't care what you guys think anymore. <laughs> dance album, you see, me, what annoys me yeah. a lot
3: is, you remember when Drake was doing the drillie, yeah, no, since when he yeah, released yeah. like war, war was guys. It was laugh, kawa it was, it Why is he doing UK things guys that, are just da, is, in the UK? Guys were like, what is Why is Drake rapping like it? this? Bro, and then later, when, when drill and grill, grill became culture. a thing, yeah. guys were like,
2: eh, 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 You know, like, no, I'm giving him credit. Guys are saying Over oh, New York, New York grill. Eh. Through, they've been drilling since well, when Jackson, Pop Smoke's like But I don't feel like the credit is for Drake,
0: yo. The credit is for Pop Smoke, though. Listen, it's but not Drake, for Drake, Drake bro. Drake that shit poorly. Let me just say Drake that, that yeah, shit but yeah. poorly. This, this, this <laughs> my question, came this on no, let you me like tell I you. You guys, yeah, yeah, I, I like what we're discussing about what it takes for someone from a different culture to go on into another culture. Mm. Yeah? And this is the thing what it takes. It takes incorporation. Eh? It doesn't take you going and taking you. You get some of yours, you put it there, and then you get some of theirs, you try and mix it in. With respect, to awareness, and knowledge, you understand? That's what he did. That's what... I feel like this guy went and got... Bro, Drake no, killed Drake no. and then went and became a UK... He became like a, a UK <laughs> no, citizen. But just, and he has said that say, again this yeah, yeah, time nah, has no. he uh, hasn't uh, done uh, that. This time he has incorporated the Drake we know. No. Yo, Yo, what hey, the hey, fuck hey, no. was that accent? I think it's just because <laughs> <laughs> now you're just... You're, you're trying to like... Okay, nah, let me nah, find it so much. Let me tell you guys. Melvin, let me just say this, bro. That accent Drake went in with, when One guy's even saying he's using heady One's flow. Bro, let me tell you what He sounded like heady One on everything, bro. Even his T's were like... I'm like, bro, are you from the what? <laughs> let me tell you why Drake does you that You can shit. tell this is a UK nigga. I mean, a, and, a, a uh, New, New York, York. nigga. He has incorporated drill. He has incorporated what he likes about it. And now he has given it his own style. Like, Drake drill is not supposed to sound like a random UK rapper. It's supposed to sound like Drake. What you it dig? It, it sounded does, like a bro. random UK rapper. No. I just no, mentioned no, this. It, so it sounded bro. too no, much yeah, like no. a random so UK bitterly. rapper, Now he has just bro. done the same thing again. No, no he has way. done Drake. Nah, <laughs> nah,
3: no now he way. Just has done is Drake. The problem. No no way. Way. But you see, for me, this is my thing. Now what you feel, because you refuse to tell me. This is my thing.
2: Firstly, obviously, you guys know Canada was colonized by the UK. But then UK, like pop culture, I mean, Canadian pop culture, is still very heavily influenced. Yeah, UK, by the UK. Jamaica, If you listen have, to yeah, if yeah. you listen to like Canadian slang, that shit is almost fully British, bro. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you I wish you guys could listen to them. They sound they be saying that with same things. Have I mean, you listened those with Drake interludes? Why it sounds like West India? Yeah, I've listened to as Canadian it, music and it's, yeah, it's like no more UK. So yeah, so mm-hmm. even like British music, mm-hmm. it's really big in Canada. You get so. Drake like pivoting to the UK and uh, to the drill scene over there. I feel like it was inevitable that like he was going to like play play with a lingo. Like I do remember when he did uh I think he did that's the first one he ever did with Heady One. I think mm. it might be you're talking about.
3: Yeah. It's Where they are sp- in Dubai and like, first raps in Arabic. Yeah, something yes, you guys that. Shit? What? He wrapped in it's Arabic. Guys freestyle. didn't like that shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've that shit is so fly, bro. That was either nah, the second
0: or the first drill song. <laughs> I feel like the first drill song was didn't have hit Your Neat. No, it didn't. Uh, uh, it was one song where it was, whoa, yeah, whoa. But you see, of... this is my issue.
3: Mm. For me, my question is, why? When Pop Smoke came, and then also UK Drill started popping, why did people start liking Drake's jams now? bro? They all rose in streams. Did they start in, liking them? They really did. Which jams are these? They really did. Whoa. I remember, like, if you look at the, you know, those graphs Spotify gives you, was streams went up when Pope Smoke and Drill started popping. Same with that freestyle song with Heady one.
1: But what was a fire jam? <laughs> now yes, it, was, it was. Now
2: okay, Let me tell you the, Let me tell you Drake's part in almost every culture that he calls it what you call it what you want. Whether it's culture altering, whether he's whatever, Drake's role is to just touch that culture and then bring it to the masses. And then whoever does that thing best will pop off inevitably. That's usually what Drake
0: does. Yeah, Always. I feel like, I feel like nah. bro, I feel like when Drake went into the UK drill thing, eh, mm. he didn't really give it a spotlight because, like, Drake drill, what... That shit wasn't lead like as people wanted yo, it to be. Bro, even when he did but that from the like, no, Let me joking. let me finish. Let me finish, bro. Let me finish. Like, you know what a Drake banger is supposed to be like. Like Drake can have that shit that slaps and plays back to back non-stop. Yes. But then eh, when Pop Smoke went and did drill, Pop Smoke brought the whole world to drill me. Yo, for me, the first time I had Pop Smoke, bro, I almost rain mud. I remember. You dig I almost rain mud. I remember, guys. The whole world almost ran mud. You dig eh? until now. Yo, that guy went and like He saved the whole UK culture. I mean, the whole um, New York culture, because the New York culture, even musically. New York rap music was dead. Yeah, it was dying out, and there was no one. And he was doing that even with UK sound. This guy would be flying back and forth, Europe and USA, like as if you dig, like, we expected that to happen to Drake when he dropped those songs. Like, for him to start, you know. And and let me me tell you, I don't think, I don't don't think. I, I to accept that Pop Smoke really gave the drill music scene like yeah. all the He, was, he a one. No, they, they was a one. He uh, was the one.
2: But I don't think he would have popped off without Drake.
1: Bro. Let me tell you. I don't agree that Drake mm. is the one that puts on all these other like new upcoming sounds, No, in bro. America.
2: In America, I mean.
1: Maybe maybe in America. But yeah, even in still, America. I'm not so sure, bro. Okay. Because when he dropped that drill thing, that when he was in the whole drill sound, the drill did not pop off in the States like that. It was Pop Smoke again who did that. Before that, when he did Afro when he kind of doubled and put... Whiskey on one dance. If you can even call that Afro Beats, bro. Like that did not particularly shift the West into now Afro Beats music like America or whatever. They're just catching on now. And that has nothing to do with Drake. That's crazy. Drake you think
2: that has thing. nothing to do with Drake, bro. That is crazy. Let me, let me tell I'm you like 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 no, 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 why. Let me explain. Let Let me
1: explain why for me personally it has nothing to do yes, with Drake. The first please. time I listened to that one dance song, bro. I looked for Whiskey. I agree. Like I which part is Whiskey on this song, bro? Mm-hmm. That's why I cannot give him like any Afrobeat credit, bro? Like that guy had a perfect opportunity to put on whiskey properly. Is an song, one Dance. Yeah. Apparently, it is. It's pale. That's like than the first Afrobeat song to go number one. To go crazy. Yeah, it is. Even when he had Banner Boy on my life, that think it's three that Banders song and not Oliver twist that's Oliver Twist.
2: Oh, yeah, you're right, right, you're right, right.
1: No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you can say it's Oliver Twist, but, but you, can't you, Oliver can't twist. you can't say you can it's Draco One Dance or anything but like. The that that gap between, shift that gap between Oliver
2: Twist and One Dance is big.
1: I also can say it's Oliver Twist. It's probably like
0: some P Square jam.
1: Mm. go relax in the state. in was doing something in the, States. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nah, the, in the, the States
0: Oliver Twist was major because Kanye West was on that shit remember yeah I remember Kanye West was on that shit but then also eh, it's like the Afrobeat thing has been like knocking on guys door for some time and of also course. like while well, guys here yeah, are organizing themselves what? because even Ice Prince came and gave it a good push and uh, May I feel like bro somewhere. no
2: one walks guys through the door like Drake does that's all I'll say bro even <laughs> when you say over whiskey it could barely be hard bro but Drake walked him through that door. Everyone yeah, knew. Yeah, this man, guy we, is on that song. We whiskey did.
0: That's the biggest that's song in the world. so much as it. Afrobeat. Guys should say he walked Whiskey through and Whiskey took Afrobeat there. Bro, I can tell you guys really? how many. You can't believe how no. many guys are that. I didn't that say that. Door. Me,
1: Because I feel like that's knocking <laughs> Whiskey. I know the hard work he has done. Nice. No, 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 no. In no, any no, way, bro, all. It's
0: also respecting Drake and, and actually recognizing what the fuck he did for Whiskey. No, I feel, no, I feel like, 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 I still like have Drake... Access to people, bro. I feel like, like Drake, a had,
1: lot of Drake had the Okay, maybe behind the, behind the scenes, like back door, maybe he, he introduced him to some people. But I maybe mean, I'm not talking
2: no, about just behind the song. Behind the scenes,
0: like in front of people's faces, yeah. bro. No, no, me... it's his no name video. on that, that song. That song had no
2: video. This is the thing. There's two different things. Now, Banner Boy, you can't say Drake put Banner Boy on. Okay. Banner Boy's name. They didn't put Banner Boy's name on that song. Listen. On more Life.
1: Yes, he put that guy's name on that. So I'm not saying this guy did nothing for this guy's <laughs> more career. More life, that song, bro. Now, more life.
2: remember, Drake, they're remember, brother boy's song, "Pretty More Life."
1: Yeah, the that was a Drake jam. Nice. It, was to be on Drake. it was supposed to be on More Life, the yeah. playlist. And bro, you can't even hear it's it. it's there at the yeah, end yeah, of I think Passion Fruit. one of the songs at the end. So like, and that's that's uh, if like more evidence, what I'm trying to say. Drake has the perfect opportunity to put on like, these guys were actually popping, eh? Years before they have popped, like, if he put him banner on on that song, More Life, or if he actually gave whiskey the verse on one dance, like, then I'd say, okay, this guy is really pushing, like, these guys, for these artists, bro, like, the same way he pushed, what was this guy's name? Lil Baby, when when Drake did the song with Lil Baby, Lil Baby had the whole verse, that one, like, Lil Baby was introduced to the It Lil Baby song, I think. Yeah, it was a... No, I think if you're looking song, at it from yeah. that, perspective,
0: that perspective, uh, it's like, Drake also didn't do for Lil Baby so much. Lil yeah. Baby was lit. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, that's it was a lit. lit. But, like, but Lil you know, Baby's verse, that verse, so that, that
2: song, that you're, song. You're really downplaying did. what Drake does, what Drake, does, what Drake you. has, has you. done for those that's guys. Because they, You guys that, are making Drake has done so much, guys. Drake has done, so much, case. Case. Just Drake has done so much. That's what it seems like to me, bro. Just seeing one dance and seeing WizKid's name and if you tap on that WizKid thing
3: like this, pop, and even listen to one WizKid song, you're okay. Let me use my example. One, I didn't listen to any drill music until war. That's Drake. Mm. I did not listen to any black coffee until you released that. That's the true. first that's, time. That's Georgia Smith as well. Exactly. That's the first mm. time I said listen to house. And I've been listening to it ever since. That's how I said, it. like, I'm a piano. That's Drake, bro. That's me. Yeah. That's me. How many me's are there? They're not few. They're not few. Don't discredit that we can And we can't, and
2: we no, can't I, say terms. We can't set terms with a popped off. Do you know we can't? Okay. Do you know that terms album that guys are, are hyping was put out in twenty nineteen? In a fucking pandemic. Do you remember?
0: Orange is a new orange is not a orange, the other one. You know, the term song
2: that Free popped Mind. off in
1: the States was not the Drake song. It was
0: Essence. Yeah, it's <coughs> it was no,
2: Essence. Uh, no, no, this is what I'm saying. Drake hi. Uh, what 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 am I saying? What album was Thames on above Drake? This last one.
3: Yeah, yeah, the, mm, mm, the certified lever. was
2: yeah. that was uh, was Essence already popping by then.
3: Oh, yeah, oh, okay. he dropped in that. Essence <S- way up>. is uh, is 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 like two there, years old uh, now. But yeah. me, well, we can't credit. We, we Drake with that. Bro, let me Drake has an eye
1: for who is coming up next, and he knows how to attach them. Bro, the me, really himself to that person somehow it's not just in music even like in basketball and all these thing. other it thing. it it things he knows how to the do language it is so important, man it's bro. sort of like
2: a symbiosis so it's how he does it is he yeah. attaching himself to them or is he or is he attaching them to him bro i think it's both they Who's need each other it's a symbiosis man it's drake, a
0: symbiosis drake is who
1: has been popping this guy is popping right now so when Yo, drake attaches think his about brand
0: to this, them even banner is doing a very similar thing right yes. now Yes. Because will, j- will jump on the remixes of so many collabs. So you want to ask yourself, is who, who is Who's it helping? helping but it's a symbiosis, man. It's helping both of them. Me, I don't think with Drake no, it's a symbiosis. I'll give Drake that. It's I've like, got that, that Drake is
2: responsible for 16% of worldwide music sales. As in, yeah, his, I saw, I saw his, his market share of the music industry in the world is 16%. One artist. That has never happened, ever.
3: That's crazy. You know how <laughs> crazy that is. That's crazy. You know, I feel like people don't... People, like... For me the thing is Americans want to own Drake. Yeah. They really want to own they I want mean, to determine what he does. Yeah. And yet it's his music. Now, like three years from now, when everyone starts listening to house, they'll be mm. like this Drake guy. So but he didn't put black coffee on because he just had him like in the credits. Yeah. And that's what people did <laughs> <it's like, laughs> Anyway, anyway like I me mean, that's all I have bro. to say. My issue right now is just people trying to control. Yeah, but now the we should just seen Black Coffee's name all over things. But, but big
2: also, big. I mean, all, all <laughs> things considered, bro, the Americans, if it's not um, if it's not an American genre, the Americans mm. are always the last to catch up, bro. Oh, in the world, bro, they're always the last yeah. guys. I feel like, I feel Afro beats them catching up to it now, bro. They're like.
0: Fifteen years late, bro. And now that's definitely the case with Afrobeat. They're literally the last one. With the yeah.
2: drill shit. They were the Even last. Even
0: the bangers, bro. The bangers. They will be like older songs here. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: essence, bro that shit is funny, man. <laughs> I mean like that's been funny, like Win an award
3: last. This beat is funny. That's called
2: terms this new artist. Thames has been doing music uh-huh. for like the last 10 S- years. Essence is the best <laughs> Do you know, I, I best actually grew a up,
0: collab or something like that. I grew up seeing Americans making fun of like other countries, Russians and what, for like yeah. receiving shit very late. Late. Kumbay. And now I'm like, this nigga's in that same position Uh-oh. even <laughs> with the internet. <laughs> <They have's laughs> Beats. <Okay. So laughs> funny, man. That's what Afrobeats.
1: worries me about Afro Beats now because if these guys have found on to this thing, I feel like that's the last frontier after it now just becomes like commercial and it now mm, becomes... I get your point. They, they dilute it after this point in time. Uh,
2: probably my favorite thing about Afrobeats eh, is that mm. it's almost like they're now conscious of it, the artists, eh, <laughs> that we definitely want to make that American music, like we want to make that American money, but there's no way that we maintain the vibe if we lose touch with here. <laughs> so they'll keep touring here, what, 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 then go for go to America for like <laughs> three months, like Banner Boy, what, yeah, then come back here to record. <laughs> then tour here, then go yeah, back. Like they yeah. need to stay connected, bro, for the vibe to sustain. Remember David Oshit, when he was signed to Sony, and yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, fell yeah. off, bro, for like a year. These mm. songs were uh, Meek Mill, what shit was not <laughs> <laughs> connected. The guy, apparently, he, I, what was I watching? Where he said he just came back to Nigeria, and just started recording with his his producer his boys, and the fire just started coming back,
1: bro. That's when they recorded Fall yeah. and Eve. Yeah, Th- those two, those exactly. That's two, when he bro. came back. You know, nice, 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 nice. Didn't Listen. know that. Yeah. 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 but shout so out to Africa. I, mean, I think all these artists, with or without Drake, would have popped. Never, that. with or without Drake. America, Drake so is lady, just very good bro. at nah, taking. going like like to pop next? Uh, who's that? You next know,
2: Africa was to destined, destined to take over. You know, my let me tell you. The best way to look at it is, anyway, you guys might both, you might, we might both, be, both be right because all the guys who he has put on had a back catalog for guys to listen to mm. after that popped off, but. Yes.
3: There were guys that are already gonna blow up. You know, like, putting on pressure. I, I definitely to agree to with you guys on that. Mm-hmm. For me, my uh, issue is now. I'm I love the Marco Appropriation Marco of like. No, those Marco of Marco. are Marco. his
0: Canadian dogs, bro. I'm yeah. talking yeah. about African kings, bro. No, the Africans Those are his Canadian bugaris. I am Maco. No, I. by even party, even party should be bigger. Honestly, like, cause Drake. I think he's. Then the sweatshop, the obvious sweatshop for those that. Those guys work
1: hard to produce Drake jams. I think every day they they're all the all the hits they produce. They first pass them through Drake. Then Drake is like. Give me this five. You give me this. You can have the rest, bruh. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, but yeah. I definitely agree with you guys. Either way,
3: I feel like kid terms. Um, all these people were going to pop, yeah? yeah. But we can't negate the fact that Drake also did something for them, as you were saying, symbiosis. Well, I'm not. I'm not. not, that, I'm, not nevi- yeah. I'm not negating the, the fact, is, but I
1: cannot say Drake made them pop. The Drake truth is, they nothing. had already popped. The, mm. in already different popped, parts of the they world. They already popped here, yeah, and most likely yeah. in
2: Europe and among diasporan communities in America. But they were never going to pop mainstream America without being brought in. Bro. I don't
1: agree, bro. Because look at Essence by Whiskey. That song popped in the States by itself, bro. Without any
3: U.S. But that's yeah, that's one I song that is part of is a genre. Like, may agree bro. with both of you guys? That's Come a again. Thing. Yo. Like, Essence popped... <laughs> <laughs> we're going in circles.
0: <laughs> you know? Tennessee is tired of our job. No, no, in no, no, no. no. Because, eh, k- culture-wise, eh, mm. this guy's... You, you, you look at it from both ways like s- these guys have a market these ends and this market is very very big it's in Africa it's in UK it's where those guys have a market that side the reason I'm saying it's a symbiosis is because right now we we'll no longer be listening to any of these American artists you dig we'll just be listening to ourselves but what these guys are doing because man right now there's over a billion streams coming out of Africa you true, dig that's, yeah, that's gonna true. make a whole lot of millions of dollars so these guys really want this dime so I- Bro, we could even be having more streams than America. If you think about this shit carefully. No way. Never. No way. And the only reason for it is cause of a technological gap. Yeah, huge yeah. gap. But yeah. Gap is That's a, the only reason. Because more guys have phones in their hands. Yeah. But if it was not that, you dig, Cause even the Premier League market is the same thing. They're like, man, the biggest market would be coming from here just that there are not enough TVs in front of post-screen, so we cannot add yeah, enough money. Yeah, it would be
2: like 300 guys watching a same screen. Yeah, that's <laughs> the problem here. Yeah, but then one, would <laughs>
0: they got it as one view <laughs> would actually be controlling that particular market of Premier League, would be determining who which players are both. Oh and eventually, for the Super League to even happen, it's just going to take African technological advancement for us to have enough... TVs and stuff in front of people, mm. so for us to be able to be like, no, we don't want to watch all these leagues, guys. Give us one league, put all your best guys on one channel, and, and we will watch that. Yeah. The same way they did for basketball or any other thing. And you have to take some of
2: our guys so that we can watch. Yeah, and then you're yeah. putting enough guys over
0: <laughs> <laughs> over that we watch. That's what it means to control the industry. So I feel like. We may be controlling the industry, and we're failing to perceive it because all this media is targeting us. Try and tell us that these guys are superior. But think yeah. about it: these guys may actually be jumping onto these African artists to keep themselves relevant within our communities, because we have no reason to be listening to them at this particular point in time. I, I agree 100%. You bro. dig, eh? If anything, yeah.
1: Thames and whiskey and all that helped Drake continue to pop, bro. Cause well lie, cause think about when was the last time Drake but let's let's leave this conversation because <laughs> Melvin is not gonna
0: allow, and we're <laughs> also not gonna, gonna allow. They was <laughs> <that> <laughs> <advocate> <laughs> what else you guys want to talk about?
2: No, bro. I just wanted to not tell us about the industry here for a bit, man. Let's let's get into
0: that. The creative industry here. Yep. What industry, bro? The creative industry, bro. Of course. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought I thought you were asking me about like the music industry, bro. It's not creative? It's creative. No, a it's a very small it's a very small um yo. I'll even tell you like it's not even the it's not even the creative industry that makes the most money in my opinion. You dig? It's not the it's not the the music. eh, It's not that make the most money in the creative. I feel like art makes way more money than. By
3: music art, you mean... I, do you mean art, art, art of, like, painting? Yeah, or art, of art of, like, painting. Graphics, yeah. stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Mm. I feel like that stuff makes m- more money than music, especially if you look at, like, now in the internet era, there's all this, whether it's digital art or it's, like, physical art, and then you also look at just the value of art alone, and then you see how much it's demanded, and in the places it's demanded, and how often, and see, like, how our artists are flying o- outside the country all the time. And then, even our DJs, bro, our DJs are making a whole lot of money. It's just that they're few. <laughs> it's just that they're few. Mm. But, like, the top DJs, I think they can be counted on the finger, like, 20. Your DJs need to, like, well, they need a bigger community, man, because they are very few, and the, the party places are so many, and the DJs, mm. the DJs be... Guys are yo. To
2: hold. Guys are, guys, guys are like, three nights.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really going to say this. I'm really tired of seeing the same DJs in all the bars, guys. Like, let, 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 um... <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh bro cause you're gonna make me laugh and I'm no, trying that no that point. nah but I have so many DJ friends so I, I know these guys are not gonna get uh, pissed off cause listen it, it'd be better if the competition was much higher cause for some reason bro I'm, I'm hearing like a lot of the same music all the time Yeah. now the reason why this shit is pissing me off eh, is because I was chilling with the soul natives yeah, so we just brought the Soul Natives and uh, Uncle Wafos, yeah, and they were, levels were doing a carnival. Yeah. It was very lit. Shout out to Levels as well and Talent Africa for supporting us with the whole endeavor. But I'll say I was talking to the Soul Natives who were chilling at some up west side apartments, and they were like, man, in South Africa, the DJs pride themselves in playing what no one knows. You dig? And they were like, man, if I'm I'm doing another piano set, and I know another DJ is coming on, i for me to have a good set, I'm gonna make sure I play nothing he has played. Mm. You mm. dig? So I have to dig deep, look within the artists, look within the stuff, and find the dope music. That makes sense. No, like
3: when you listen to their their sets, you can't shazam any song. Yeah, your, your guys are even gonna play unreleased music
0: because they're yeah, dying yeah, so yeah. much. Yeah, and that's what that's exactly what they did when they came to levels. I was like, bro, couldn't shazam it. Like, man, what to play unreleased music because you understand we have to give guys, and also that Uncle co was coming on. You dig? Eh? And they, they, didn't, they didn't play anything similar. If you guys watch the sets, they didn't play anything Who's similar. That? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> Man, Solnatives were crazy. way too hard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> crazy. <laughs> I've never seen that shit in my life. Really? Especially when I'm a piano. I think those guys are going to be on the greatest. I'm a piano acts. Especially once everyone catches on. So the reason I'm saying that is because um, the DJs here are going to, you're going to go to places and you're going to hear the same shit. And then you're going to be told these are the big DJs in the city you dig, and then the next weekend and the other weekend. But then, at the same time, there's going to be so much music bubbling in the Ugandan underground. And not even the Ugandan underground, like so many, like even the Nigerian, the what, the what. But then you'll hear. So in my head, eh, I feel like, yo, you guys, let's all accept this shit. Eh, Like the way our uptown society in Kampala is built, eh, there's so much like pressure. You dig, eh, there's so much pressure amongst people. Like you'll go to a bar and you'll, you, you see, like, on Twitter, like, some, like, small thing happened at Thrones and guys are tweeting, like, hey, man, Thrones has had this guy was smelling like shit and they had this issue and what. Like, everyone is trying to catch someone doing something wrong. You dig, eh? And people are not, like, left free to express. You dig. So I feel like that kind of pressure, like, for example, they put on, like, chilling spots where you find all these influencers trying to trash talk places for one wrong thing they do. They put that energy on DJs as well. You dig. So DJs are not really allowed to be experimentative as they could be. Mm. You dig, eh? And man, for that reason, I feel like DJs are fearing the crowds they're yeah. playing for. Yeah. Yeah. Let the me yeah. That's they're pandering, man. They're They're scared d- of these crowds. That's a discussion me and this guy have had like a lot of times. Yeah. Like I'm always telling nah. him, why is it that when I go out, they're playing the songs that were
1: slapping in S1? Like
0: Now, these DJs are <laughs> scared of the crowd. Yo, you guys stop being scared of the crowds. You guys are the hit makers. You guys are the taste makers.
2: You're supposed you know, to introduce guys to the new shit. You
0: know, Eris would always say this shit. Eris like, man, I don't care what the city says. If the club plays it, it's a hit. You dig it. And they say that they have such statements because they know that DJs are going to look for the hardest music. They don't have to go advertise, do what. Like, I have my hardest shit. It's there. If the club plays it, it's a banger. Now, what, what are you going to say? You dig it. So. It's like, man, if someone has had music and it's there, man, do yourself the courtesy of playing the music. You dig it, and show people out there that you know what's going on. You're a DJ for a reason. You actually know how to skim through music. Mm. You dig it, like you know how to listen to good music. You know how to predict the trends. You can Mm. create trends. Mm. You dig it, like you're not just some motherfucking robot playing the same motherfucking program shit you DJs. And I don't even hate <laughs> you guys. I don't even hate <laughs> you guys, bro. I love you guys. But man, let's be serious, bro. Let's be serious, man. You cannot play the same shit. And then meantime, you're gonna find guys, you know, uh, like yo, bro. I love you, man. I love your music. Fuck you, bro. You not play. play the music. <laughs> yeah. You be yeah? girl, like play the music, man. Yeah. Play like, bro. Even even I've suffered actually. Yeah. Like we we work with DJs, promote each other, do this. We have crazy symbiotic relationships. So we support each other. And then a nigga will go to TV and not play anything. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, they took you there because you're playing uni- unique music. I you know actually you can bend yeah, Ugandan maybe. culture in a place that's amazing. Now, why would you go there and act like a bitch? You think <laughs> what I'm saying? You're not yeah. playing anything. Oh you're God, fearing bro. the crowds. You're fearing they may say, what are you playing? What? Mm. Like, no, brother, guys who actually changed the industries in Nigeria and South Africa, they did that thing. They went and stood up to everyone and said, we're going to show you guys how we can mold this industry. Because man, if if like say Baraka drops his music and Baraka has just dropped a, a, a collab with A all of you play that shit, bro. Because what's gonna happen is Baraka is gonna get discouraged. And then we're gonna keep listening to the same shit we've been listening to for the past ten years because you guys don't wanna play the next sound. Mm. You dig, you guys don't wanna play the next sound, and then you're gonna pay you're gonna play these guys. Guys guys even start playing musicians when they when they've been booked to come into the country. You yeah. dig, you check up yeah. on music. I'm glad I bought this motherfucking iPhone. You check Apple Music and you see what these uptown rich Ugandans are listening to. And these Nigerians are not coming here by mistake. Who <laughs> were the ones bringing them here? <laughs> Who are the ones listening to their music? You yeah. dig, eh? Like, bro... We could actually be listening to our guys they're ruling the top tens and whatever and we're paying like 10,000 USDs for these things. Mm. You dig eh? And then we could go export these musicians. They could go out there and then you guys could come and ask for loans to build houses and cars and whatever and you won't even have to go get a mortgage. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Because so our culture will have been put to that place. Our economy will have been put to that place. How, how prevalent is the, the pay-to-play shit here? Like are DJs get yeah, paid to play, to play guys' music. Yeah, man, that shit is there in the local industry. Like, I wouldn't even say local industry because we exist in the same industry, bro. But then there's people who have created that. And I understand because in Uganda, it's a big scarcity mindset. It's not just in music. It's in every industry. People are paying to stay relevant. You understand? People are doing a lot of things. You find, like, all those raggedy motherfuckers still in the same seats for, like, many years. Mm -hmm. And it's even here, man. Even when guys have lost uh, relevance, they're still in the same seat. And me, my thing is, bro, guys are even hiring, like, what musicians hiring? hella songwriters. And then they're going to pick, like, from 30 songs, like, that one. And the guy is, like, having a whole army looking for a hit. Mm. You dig, it? Eh? And yet, I'm like, bro, wh- why don't you just get the next wave of guys? Why don't you just support those guys, like, the Wood Don Jazzy has done, or like, what? And then we have, like, an evolution that the industry needs to evolve. Well, you cannot tell me that Nigerian music is that good, yeah? With the sound and what. We have sound engineers here who are not even being let into studios. You understand? Because some older sound engineer has been in the studio for 10 years They want to leave it. You dig what I'm saying? And that's the same shit, like, you go in every sector. You dig. But, man, if you've been in that industry, in that seat for 10 years, at least you should be able to have gotten people in a place, or the industry in a place whereby our sound is respected, like, on Apple Music, like, guys be like, man, if you're looking for, like, this Dolby sound, what... There's that new sound thing that's on Apple Music right now. I'm mm. um, special. It's called There's a special idea. sound. You're yeah, like, bro. They'll be like, this guy is one of the specialists, in that is now gonna help our artists get onto that thing, mm. so that our music experience is way better. But special is happening, and we're just here looking. You dig? Eh? And I'm like, bro, get new young guys into the audio studios. Bounce all these guys if they don't know what the fuck special audio is, <laughs> or if they cannot create the <laughs> shit. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. Even these musicians, eh? And man, fuck you fuck the DJs again, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. this guy's very eh? respectfully.
2: <laughs> yeah, them. very
0: respectfully, <laughs> bruh. Because I love the like I love all my <laughs> DJ friends, bro, But I don't respect you guys sometimes because you see now one who who do you think they're paying? They're paying the DJs, right? And I'm not even saying this for my friends, I'm saying for DJs around the country. Because what you're doing is you're holding the evolution of music by like its snake and not allowing it to grow. In a way, because what's happening is you're gonna get these guys who have been there, been there, been there. These guys have had hits, these hits are not penetrating the market. You understand what we're, we're trying to get international. You understand, these hits are not penetrating, they're staying in the country. You, you guys, you should be staying in the country. Stop paying DJs and let them play what's nice. Oh and this God. is what to musicians like who are paying. So, y- you guys have access to motherfucking craziest budgets and you wanna pay guys to play your fucking raggedy, boring shit. And out of, like, not even disrespectfully, bro. because this is the same culture we represent, but we have something else, bruh, we're, we're young, we're new. You look at the Egyptian stories, and listen, when Horus was young, he was a great young king, yeah? he He, he created structure and order. But then he grew old after some time. You see, Egypt was a great state because of Horus. I mean, because of Osiris. Osiris was a great king. Egypt became big because of him. But then he reached a time when he was no longer able to do that shit. You dig. And the first thing that happened is he became willfully blind, which means that he would allow crazy shit to happen in his face and he wouldn't do anything about it. Which means the culture was no longer evolving under him. Which means that the Egyptian culture could no longer be updated. You understand? So that means they were bound to be static if he kept leading. And now... (laughs) The guy kept bleeding, and so what happened is Seth came and destroyed him and, and, and tore him up in pieces, and Seth is like Satan. You dig? So, ISIS who is like Mother Mary had to come and then create Horus. The point of Horus, eh, who is like Jesus, who grew up away from his culture, was to come and update the culture and be able to save the culture, be able to give the culture vision and sight, so that the culture could continue to evolve, to be strong. Mm-hmm. You understand? And this is why we have companies that die, how do you stop a company from dying, you ask yourself. Or you know how do you stop a family from breaking apart, you ask yourself. It's these things, it's willful blindness. If you allow someone to be willfully blind, it means they're going to see something and still act like they haven't seen it. You understand? So how do you expect a person like that to fix a mistake? Mm. You understand? You understand? how do you expect a person like that to, to use special audio when it has come? That guy's going to be like, it's not important. You really like special audio? I don't even know what it means, bro. What's I don't even know what mean? it means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it means, bro. can I audio, bro?
2: That like in three times. Yeah. Imagine like when you Like you, turn your head. Head. you turn your head. You understand? You head like I don't even know what that shit
0: means, but all I know is that, bro, we need
2: that shit if it's important. Oh, God, bro. You understand? That
0: high-five shit
2: that Taito had.
0: Yeah. high not be acting willfully blind, we're simple doing things, and we're like, nah, man, that shouldn't seem to be that important. Otherwise, w- <laughs> you understand that's what willful blindness is. Mm. And that's what I'm saying, like, Horace came to stop that same thing. That's the thing that was gonna kill Egypt. And it's a thing that eventually got Osiris chopped up and his body parts thrown all over Egypt. That's the thing that got him chopped up. Who was the greatest Egyptian? What? King, king, and ideology. Because their kings were ideologies in their minds, they weren't really like physical people, they were ideologies. So I would like to say that when Horace came, he saved the culture, he updated the culture, and he did it by combining. Because when he fought Seth, he, he lost his eye, right? Seth taught his eye. He got his eye and he put it back into his father's body so that he could give his culture vision. Do you understand? So when the Egyptians were trying to answer that question of how do you keep something alive for a very long period of time, it's by the young and the old coming together. Do you understand? It's by continuously updating yourself. You don't sit in the seat and be in it, even when you've become willfully blind and you stay in it. Mm. If Africa is now doing international bangers and your country has no international bangers, get some motherfucker out of your seat and let new people come and take over the sound. You dig what I'm saying? Because Ghanaians have international music. Nigerians have it. South Africans have it. You understand? Kenyans are putting, Tanzanians are putting it out. A lot of North North Africans are as well, bro the north the africans one? are heavily
2: bro the north africans are heavy in europe bro.
0: No, north africans yeah i know heavy, north africans for a yeah. fact bro so if you you cannot tell me that the ugandans cannot produce this do you understand mm. whether it's in art whether it's in djing because why don't we have international djs and you man djs bro <laughs> DJs. <laughs> this is what i'm saying this is i'm saying you guys could be as big as as big no. as the biggest DJs. We just saw uh-huh. D- we just saw DJs come and take over this whole weekend. We've seen maforisa come this year. We've seen we've seen so many DJs. Why don't we have like our DJs go and fly out? You guys start playing what you wanna play. Stop letting the people control you. Stop being scared of the people. Stop letting the musicians pay you. Be the guys who can go to the bar with my phone. I'm gonna show them what this guy is gonna play. I'm gonna enjoy this guy's set. I'm gonna learn new music. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have fun. I'm gonna update the culture. Amen to that, you know, really, bro. Hey, Amen yeah, to that, you that's, that's what we need, man. So, DJs, bro, that's how we're gonna send you to fly abroad and go and like play for people abroad because they know you're to... Go- Yo, that's why we, we called Spino here and all these DJs. They've come sell to us their culture. Yeah, we don't even expect them to play anything. We know. Mm. Yeah. you dig that's what's crazy we don't expect them to play anything we know we just know they've come to give us a culture Yeah. and that's what I want the DJs to understand let me here, ask you man. a question
3: about that yeah? Um. <clears throat> so we have our DJs Yeah. we have our DJs that are like considered the hard guys Yeah. Um. please don't say any names uh, bro ah, yeah. ah, I'm gonna gonna not easy easy any names <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs>
0: it's not gonna be <laughs> easy for <laughs> me <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> not saying any names but for
3: yeah. example yeah. 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 Um this guy is clenching his <laughs> cheeks, doing his best
2: not to shit on
3: him, whatever name they say. Uh-uh. I'm not saying any names, but I'm asking. So for example, a bunch of the DJs you've you've mentioned, yeah? We I've not mentioned any mentioned DJ's the name. DJ. No, I'm saying the international ones. Um, yeah, the international yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> so you have, for example, no, nah, like bro.
0: Because I want the I want all these guys to take it like all of you guys. Umbrella. Like no one is standing out in a very special yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say that actually none of these DJs are standing out in a special way, guys. Like they're standing out in conversation. Yeah. Like, hey, man. Speaking visionary
3: <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. That shit is useless if you cannot put it in action, man. Oh True. Do you understand? So now me this is my question. Out of all the guys you've mentioned that have come to Uganda, you have like Spino, you have Maforisa, you have even unkoafos. Yeah. Are all so natives? So yeah, big yeah, up so natives. They're all featured yeah. on tracks. Yeah. Is that happening in Uganda?
0: Yeah, it is actually. Big up to selector Jeff. One guy doing something very, 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 very very sensible, Mm -hmm. bro. Mm -hmm. Selector Jeff is a very hardworking DJ. He has, he he remixed Tip first of all. He he called us up like, yo guys, I love your song. I want to work on you guys, do a remix. Do you want to work with Big Trillo, John Black? And you guys know that shit ended. Mm -hmm. But I love love to Big Trill man. Big Trill is a guy who has really pushed our culture so far. I wish we could do that one more time, big trio. Oh one more time, because is
2: that, that shit was amazing. For sure. Yeah,
0: man, it took us places, bro. So I'd really like to say that um Selector Jeff has done like really amazing work in the music. First of all, working with artists, cause he's also promoting a lot of other younger artists. Mm. I know he's in Black Market Records, so I hope Black Market Records is not ripping him off, because you know what record labels do. But I hope they're not ripping him off. Selector Jeff, bro, I hope they're not ripping you off, bro. But um, he has put on so many artists. There's, an, there's another artist he put on called Heed and gave him a collab with Oxlade. That was really dope. And I know none of you guys know who Hid is, but Hid mm-hmm. 16th is a very young artist. He's, he's one of my guys, stays in Nigeria. Never heard of him. Yeah, bro, you should check him out. You should check him out. It's very good music. He has another song called Chop Life. Um, a, I think the song with Oxlade is called Chop Life, shit. But yeah, man, Selector Jeff has put on so many guys, and he also has like big songs, like mainstream artists. So that's a guy who is a DJ, but also tries to like go into like the musicians mm-hmm. and like try to see that he impacts them, pushes them. Now, Selector Jeff is a guy. I'd say for a fact that most places I go, he'll play music, he'll play our music, and m- most DJs will play like young artists' music when they s- music when they see them. I respect the DJs who play music whether artists are there or not. Like they'll just always play the music. And, like, you know, try to get the music out there. Because at the end of the day, what we're pushing is culture. It's just deeper than sound, man. It's lifestyle. It's how people behave. It's how people react. It's how people perceive themselves. It's how people think they're... It's how people even perceive their self-worth. Yo. Yeah, it's, bro. it's very deep. It's very, very deep what sound means to a culture.
2: Okay, bro. I have two questions. <coughs> yeah. The first one is to your point of, like, the music. Like, say, in, a, in, a, in an ideal world, right, where the DJs start playing whatever they think is hot. Yeah, what do you think comes first? Does the music penetrate the worldwide, like scene first, mm, mm. or do you think it penetrates deeper into, even though even though it's just only the urban areas in Uganda, do you yeah. think it penetrates deeper into Uganda first? Yeah, because all our music is very like Kampala based. A lot of like the, the music that we listen to is very Kampala centric. Even though, like yeah. if if one of our DJs went and played a set in like Aba in, say, Arua, or like in a village. Guys would be like, yo, what the hell is this? (laughs) Like, what's this guy playing for? I don't understand any of it. Mm. You know? And even if you guys, I'm sure you guys saw that. What was his name? The guy who played at Blankets and Wine. Suna Ben. Yeah, the Suna Ben set at Blankets. Guys were also kind of like, like... What's this guy play? We don't know. We don't know any of this. I won't music.
3: cap. five minutes in. I said, "Well, really like you what are it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
2: because of, of, yeah, of that, that, <laughs> that, shit, that extra, extra shit was added to it, right? But the music yeah. we didn't know. So, yeah. what do you think comes first?
0: No, w- like I told you initially, like when you when you're looking at music, eh, you look at music as something that comes out of a culture. And the people even who create that music, you have to look at those people as well. But then, for it to be accepted as music, I keep telling you, like, the culture has to accept the music. This is just something we learn, in anyone who has studied ethnomusicology will tell you this, because ethnomusicology is essentially study of music, culture, and its people.
2: Ethnomusicology.
0: Yeah, ethnomusicology.
2: That's the name of this episode, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, so I'll tell you for a fact that there's no music unless it has acceptance by a culture. You understand? And ultimately, it speaks to a culture who speaks for a culture. So um, when we put out music like Suna Ben, the reason he's so big is it's speaking for a culture and there's people somewhere who have really embraced him that they will come 30,000 people. I think he still has the biggest stand-up this year, hmm. right? Yeah. He still has the <laughs> yeah. biggest stand-up this year. He had 30K guys at a show. Yeah. in like fab and let me tell you that nigga no one's counting it's probably more bro you he was actually space. popping
3: this week on, on socials for yeah. having some meetings about DJs and stuff like yeah. that did you understand yeah.
0: so that guy is, he has cultural acceptance somewhere so now if our DJs were to come eh, and start playing it's like on a very unconscious level even on a very conscious like self-aware level our people would start accepting our music way more and not when I say our music I'm meaning like our music as Ugandan musicians you dig because eh, we need this music To be embedded in the cause, this music speaks for the people. It speaks to the people as well. And if you have Ugandan Ugandan artists now, you ask yourself what will be the reaction of that situation when guys are playing more of the hottest Ugandan sounds, not the ones that are banging, just the ones that are so hot. You dig? eh? People will actually want to sit down and create lit music. You dig? No one is going to have like, I need a 10 million budget to promote. I need to fuck this manager so that this manager can invest in my music. No, chicks are not going to do that. They're just going to go sit down and create lead music. You dig? eh? I'm not going to think to myself that, man, I need to like send like half of my career to this guy. No, none of that will be there. I have to sit down, create the latest music and then put it into the system. And expect that if I give it a little bit of promo, of course the DJs will hear it and then they'll play it. What we have now is a digital a song, he will love it, and then he will not even play it. When it comes down to like, um, like trying to really mash up a crowd at midnight at one of the lit bars, he's not gonna play anything. He's gonna go like fucking. Let me not even say what, cause that guys, mm. guys, <laughs> not, like, you guys will like eh? <laughs> But man, don't do that, man. Don't do that, guys. Let's be serious, man. Let's be serious. Get lit music, cause you know when when we're like chilling in hostels, like in Mokono, where like when mobs. When guys really wanna turn up, they're gonna go to like their friends' music. Yeah, and the reason I was saying this, Melvin, actually, eh, let me back still on your answer on your point is, you have to understand that our upper music, you you, who was like first, someone check that list. You're not gonna see any Ugandan songs in like for the first forty songs. Top one hundred mm. songs. Mm. songs you Uganda. dig? You're gonna see like two songs. Then you go the albums. You're not gonna see no albums for like the first forty albums. You see like one two albums, mm. and even when an artist in Uganda claims that album list, they go down like. Quick in a week. After 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 release week. You understand? So me in my head, I'm like, bro, what's going on? This is a Ugandan list representative, of what Ugandans are listening to. Do you understand? Like one, uh, aren't you guys sec, just intrigued to listen to?
2: Okay.
0: Aren't you guys just intrigued to listen to like fellow Ugandans? You dig eh? aren't you guys intrigued to listen to fellow Ugandans and then see and then how can you push that sound? Mm. You're not that list. The first Ugandan song is thirteenth. Is the thirteenth? Uh, what song is that? Wininwaji. Big up Wininwaji. I like. I like the double. Malika. Th- that song Malika was part of like a double pack. She dropped. She dropped like two songs at the, the same part. time. Yeah, that was dope. What's the next one? Uh, I'm still scrolling. And while you're scrolling, I'll just mention this. I'll just mention this randomly. Like, Mike Ihura had a show here, uh-huh. and it was his first big show out of his country. Uh-huh. You dig, eh? so that that automatically meant that one of his biggest demographics out of his country, Uganda. You dig, he, uh, you dig eh? and oh. these an artists that Paul typically says not a big artist, that, but yeah. no, Ugandan artists will tell you differently. <coughs> Ugandan fans will tell you differently. Yeah. You understand it, eh? and that shows you the power of our market. As I think, might be market show
2: ever out of out of his country.
0: Yeah, and it's not just the first one. So many Nigerians have heard the same thing, bro. Mm. Even terms are no mind. I think those guys perceive Uganda some out. kind of gateway to success. <laughs> like, you go to Uganda, fuck even Jamaicans used to think we were that at some point. Like, we have such a good demographic for listening to music, but then, why the, why the fuck is our self-worth and our sense of, yo, Martin Martin Luther King always said this shit, eh, like, the black man needs to overcome the, inf- the inferiority complex before becoming anything, because everything is trying to tell the black man that you're not worth anything. You know, and... Uh <coughs> In in Uganda here a lot of families you'll be told like man Bola Bazungu. That's why you see bazungu like this. They'll always try to create that contrast of your dumb and white Per way better than you. Mm. And then they'll also try to create that contrast of man abroad, 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 whatever is abroad is better than what's here. And even like you'd be in class and they're like, How many guys have gone abroad? Put up your hands. Mm. And and somehow you are you're evaluating your worth as people in a class, as young, young, young children, by who has actually been out of this shitty country. You understand? And they'll make you feel like it's a shitty country because they're trying to tell you all these things. Hey, it was undiscovered before this white man came and discovered it. And then when you try to defend yourself, you guys were, you were stupid. You thought witchcraft would work, and then these guys shot you down. What? Mm. You dig? So ultimately, like they're trying to tell you all these things up until where you are now, that man. You guys, you, you're not shit, man. Don't believe you are. You dig? So it becomes easy for us as Ugandans whose subconscious has been targeted systematically from very young ages. To believe that we're not worth shit. For us to actually come and now start listening our music and supporting our own people, it's not gonna be easy, of course. That's why we have bubu campaigns being pushed to you, Ugandans. You take what I'm saying. There wouldn't be a need for bubu campaign if we knew what our self worth was. What would it be for?
1: He has not bubu is, right? Buy Uganda, build Uganda. Mm. Yeah, it but wouldn't be necessary. The they're pushing that here. Right, you understand, you're
0: Ugandan, bro. Like, if you don't, it might be your mom's business. Are you gonna go to school if they don't buy her stuff? Yeah. No, so it becomes obvious. Like, why don't you go and support fellow Ugandans? That's in the market You're gonna this next time. Your friend is gonna tell you, by the way, my, my mom makes crisps and they're called this.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Do <laughs> you understand? Yeah, yeah,
0: and then you're gonna be like, bruh, that guy's <laughs> <is laughs> like, man, I can't actually pay for fees next term. Yeah. And you're like, crisps. I could have bought them crisps and you'd have been here with me. Yeah, So it becomes very obvious, but then there's someone someone out there is still stocking our supermarkets with all these foreign products and expecting them to compete and expecting our p- producers to go and up the value of their products. Do you understand? But meanwhile, the guys they're competing with are having these Pringles and this stuff that they have, you know, economies of scale. These guys are selling to the whole world. Of course you cannot compete with their price Mm. But then they want you to go improve your product while they're making you forcing you to compete Mm. with people who have actually scaled to the whole world. Mm. Then you ask yourself how am I supposed to compete? Do you understand? So we could easily we could easily buy Uganda, first of all, stop feeding us these foreign products. You understand? Stop feeding us these foreign products. And then also, someone should also actually go to the media and then start like trying to Man, I honestly don't know if these loans that we have with the Europeans include us not empowering our people in the media, because sometimes it feels like that. Mm-hmm. I know I know these loans eh, they affect us in ways we don't understand like the taxes we pay. Mm. They're very high because of these loans. And so I ask myself sometimes, is the education system still lying to us because of these loans? Do you understand? It's just like a thought, is yeah, it? Like,
2: are we still forced to buy their products
1: and bring them in because of the loans?
2: Because, because loans?
0: of the loans, and yeah, hundred percent. Because some of the loans
1: come with specifications, like you have to number one, like open your currency, or er, open your economies to foreign, like foreign markets. What do they have a term for it? Something like something your economy. I remember that term. Then they come with um, stipulations like devalue your currency, Democratize or something. Yeah, like they have like a term for it. De- Marketize your economy. It would Yo. your economy, your currency, things like that.
0: So it could be the loans. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if it is colonialism and neocolonialism, you know Do you understand? So now if you've been targeted like that, you know subconscious it's even deeper than like if I was to hypnotize you because I'm trying to go in a very deep layer of your unconscious mind. But if I've been targeting that unconscious mind, you know, even, even when you're drunk, we're going to talk about this shit. Even when you're in all your most suggestible states of your mind, we're going to talk about this shit. You're going to see it on TV when you're in, like, hypnotic states or what. You're going to see these things everywhere all the time, whether it's American propaganda, whether it's Ugandan propaganda, whether it's British propaganda. You're going to see this stuff all the time, all the time, whether it's just the news, whether it's just the Premier League news that's also supposed doing the same exact thing. You understand? So now you tell yourself, like, man, how's a Ugandan? Of course they're not expected to be supporting their own music, man. Of course they're not supposed to they're not expected to be doing anything. But then I mean, we have the ability to raise our own consciousness as people. You know, cause ignorance ignorance is you've ignored something. It's not like it, it has been refused to give to, to be given to you. Do you know you know that theory of like guys are playing basketball over count the passes and then the a gorilla passes in front of the screen? And no one could You, tell you know that the theory, and then no one can see the gorilla. Yeah,
1: I've seen that. You dig it before. Yeah,
0: that's that's like sort of like <coughs> what ignorance is like. But like that's sort of a distraction more. That's more of a distraction. But it's almost like, look, look wherever you wanna look, you're gonna see what you wanna see. But you've chosen not to look where you wanna look. It's like a willful blindness of sorts. Mm. You understand? We can actually raise our own consciousness. You know, it's like, no, it's like as a grown man knowing that every time I come close to my mom, maybe I lose my temper. And so knowing that maybe there's a programming within me that doesn't support this relationship. Mm. And then coming to the awareness that maybe something happened that triggered me to the level that I cannot stand this person. And then knowing that, man, maybe I need to think through my shit, through all the different epochs and phases of my life to see where this shit actually comes from. Feel away about it, heal from it, and then be able to come to my mom, and then we have a conversation like two two normal human beings. Mm. Do you understand that consciousness, that ability to heal yourself, solve your problem, and fix it, that's that's our ability as conscious human beings. You understand that's our ability. So I wouldn't say that man, sit down, complain about the cards you've been dealt, because there's, there's, there's more than there's more that you can do about that. There's, there's a lot more. So I feel like as Ugandans, we need like a better effort. We don't need these booboo campaigns, guys. We just need to... What are you doing when you're scrolling through your phone, scrolling through TikTok and shit? Like, man, look for some sensible stuff that's going to enlighten you and help your people. Like, follow your people. Follow your people. See what they're saying. Give them energy. You know, guys say, like, our performance. You know, there's a, there's a performance... Um, most teams have someone in charge of high performance. And the reason they have that is because... Otherwise, people will just be doing, like, raggedy training and just, like, being, like, chill. So there's someone who is, like, yo, we have done this, but then we have to do, like, at a very high level. So, like, there's someone in charge of, like, high performance. Do you understand? And, man, I really feel like we need someone who is in... We need some... A way whereby we can have that in our lives, knowing that, man... I have this state of consciousness, but I need to find a way to get to a higher state of consciousness because what happens is it affects the whole society. The fact that societies have wars is not by mistake. It's the state of the consciousness that has been affected for people to think that they can actually go against each other and create all that chaos. And I'm not like saying order is good like because too much order eventually becomes like a form of a tyranny, which is also bad, and people cannot exist in that because they can't breathe. So what I'm saying is we need to find a way... Like we've been deal these bad cards the historically and what, and we may not want to like support each other, we may always feel like what's not ours is better than what we have, but yo, we need to like work on our consciousness and also see how it improves our society, see how it betters us, see how it makes the next person rich, and see how it makes our communities stronger. Do you understand, so I was answering a question of yours mm. that you were talking about, which um, one
2: comes ba- which one comes
0: first, yeah. And it always, it's always the people here. It's always you know, down to the people here, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the world will love that, and then they'll just want to be a part of it. Wow. We want to be a part of the Amapiano energy, yeah. That's that's because we see it. We, we see how they they're happy when they're dancing and stuff. Perfect. But now then it's them who have to first be happy. So
2: now piggybacking off that, yeah, you mentioned that you work with Talent Africa, yeah, or so you've worked with them on several occasions, yeah. I want to know what you think of the current the marketing. What they're yeah. doing right now with Nyenge, I want to know your thoughts. Cause I have thoughts. I know what you think first.
0: First of all, eh?
2: <laughs> you don't have. You know, you don't have to. If you can ruin any
0: business. No, nah, it won't. man, okay. it won't. I love. I love Nyenge Nyenge. Man, what are you saying? Okay. I love. I'm just laughing because I was just saying early like two days ago when we we're doing the whole Uncle office thing and he did the production for us, mm. for Nyenge Nyenge. They actually brought the boiler room speakers. Crazy. That's what Uncle Hoff was performed on. Crazy. Yeah. No, nah, I'll say I'll say Ali is a G, man. I'll say Aliza G. Because um these guys have like a big um they have a big will to promote African culture. Mm. And I resonate with them because man, we're doing we're trying to do the same thing with Bantu verbs. And what I r- what I've loved is how Nyege has tried to incorporate so many creatives and um bring them all together. The stage that we've been running at Nyege Nyege for two years is the Belgium stage that it's supposed to play strictly Ugandan music, mm. and so whatever is happening at Nyege, you can always come the Belgium stage and find like authentically Ugandan music, Ugandan vibes, and whatever. I forgot the question. What was the question again? What do you think of how they are marketing the this, the next? Or well, like around the world and what? <laughs> Listen, are they doing the 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 shows around the world like they were doing? Uh, I don't even know yes. they're marketing this one, uh, bro. Okay, this is what I'll say. Let me. I
2: do, I do want to give you my opinion because I was worried my bias you. Yeah. But then the way that this Nyege is being marketed is it seems like it's being marketed, outwardly, right? Mm. So it seems like the target market isn't us.
0: Should it be us? I don't. That's what I want to know. What do you think? I don't think it should be us, man. Okay. I think um, like Nyege is the It's already the biggest festival in East Africa. We know it, and uh, I feel like. You see, mm, when you ask yourself, like most festivals, the faces of the festivals are the creatives, right? Mm-hmm. And the creatives, you want to say that they're the ambassadors of the cultures. And so, when you have a nyege-nyege, you, you'd want that there's more than enough Ugandan performers. Mm-hmm. And more than enough Ugandan performers, you'd want even neighboring countries, because it's the biggest festival like in East Africa, or even Eastern Central, I don't know. But you'd want that when these people come from all these parts of the world, they're going to come in there and then they're going to come and experience our culture. So me, what I would want to have is more Ugandan performers, more African performers as opposed to having more of an African market. Because the Africans will have to go there like, bro, it's it's just a a, a road like a thingy away. But if we know that people are actually interested in flying from very far to come here and see our thing, that means a whole lot. Mm. That means a lot. That means we can actually now move our culture beyond. And I'm saying when I say move our culture, guys, I'm looking at also the dollar bills because you know you get a lot of money from these things. People are going to come, foreign exchange people are going to come and want to see these things. W- Nigeria is making so much money right now from selling their culture. Obviously, you know, Banner Boys, I think, right now, w- w- richer than like 90% American artists, right now, all making more money than them. And or you might like even have like a higher booking fee. Like that, mm. You B. dig, eh? mm. So I feel like where our guys would be, where this podcast would be alone if Ugandan culture was something like was worldwide, would be crazy. Because people will look for any small thing to use to understand Ugandan culture. When Patron understand Nigerian culture, they'll look for their food. Right now, the restaurants around the world selling their jollof and their whatever. Right? People look for their clothing. But people Atlanta, look for their ways of washing. Atlanta episode. Yeah, like when jolo. they jollof, yeah. cheesy yeah. jollof. Now this is what we learn when we're learning about music. All these aspects of the culture will all move with it at the same time. It's not like it moves and then leaves the things behind. So even this podcast here, some that we use to talk about our culture and try to formulate a way forward for our culture, this is an aspect of the culture that would also move with the culture. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So that means that all these things, like there's a whole lot of people waiting to make a whole lot of money and express themselves in ways. If the culture can move, you understand. Yeah, so I feel like it's, it's a very important thing, man.
1: And, and also on that point, I don't think Nyege has ever been marketed to us per se. Because even on the old <coughs> the old versions that are would most of the marketing was about how many people have flown in, from which countries. I
2: uh, know, bro. I think that...
1: Even when COVID came, it was like it's going to affect I feel people like that. In. I feel
2: like the last two were fairly heavily marketed to at least Comparlands. Mm. Like you'd see, Nyege banners around Kampala. Well, they were hella billboards. They yeah. were giving yeah. out like free tickets. Yeah, like knew, <laughs> when when Alibaba tickets would go on sale, we knew immediately.
1: Mm. This one has been completely different. Look, to there be it, fair, to be fair, there's been like that whole break due to COVID, and that's true. Now it needs a lot more push than it need, needed back then. That's it was true. Kind of but I feel
2: like because of the last two, they generated like a hunger, right? And now it's almost like now we're being taken for granted where it's like, uh, you guys will come
3: regardless. So yeah. let's market to these other guys now. But then it for me, my question is, we we, we see what they're marketing. Yeah. 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 Like we see the shows, like if you watch the Instagram stories, That's the thing, all you really have to look for it, bro. The question for me is, what's happening at those shows? Because at least the ones I've seen, eh? I know it's, let's take our culture there. Mm-hmm. But like when I see the shows, not that I don't see the Ugandan culture, but I also have to look for it, as Melvin was saying. Like yeah. I really have to look for the time. The issue with a lot of their shit is so it's more like blurry. let's market the festival,
1: mm. which is I think cool. that's what it is, which is, is
3: cool, which is cool. Because then if people come for the festival, maybe they'll get the culture. Yeah, I think that's yeah, well, what like. Bro- it's a business and thing. And I they keep have to saying the, the faces
0: of the festival are the creatives from here. Yeah. You dig like what I usually caught up in is that this thing is organized by like white guys, what, what. And I'm like, that's not what's important. What's important is that, yeah, those guys have the money to organize a festival because you're going to need some billions on your pocket. But then who are the faces? You cannot have the festivals without the creatives. And the creatives are us, yeah. the, the, the black guys. So I'm, I'm like, bro, we need to, we also need to be able to be proud and be like man. You have the dime, have the I have the resource, I have the creativity, I have the what. So now we have to be on the same page. It's not like I'm coming and I'm following your agenda. Exactly. So Remember all co- the artists they're using yeah. our, artists, our artists, our painters. Yeah, our like our they design. have my a, question like is they have like a collective? Like, they, do they have like a label or something? Yeah, they do. They do. But um, man, you know label things. Label things are usually crazy. So it's not like they use creatives from the label only. They use like creatives from everywhere. A bunch vibes mm-hmm. guys going to perform. Man, they've been performing for the past two years. Once we agree everything, hopefully they will be performing. But we've been having like a whole stage for Bantu Vibes where we control all the performances. Yeah. yeah. Let me
3: ask you a question, which is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. The creatives are the face of the festival. Yeah. How many creatives are being used during the marketing that are going to be at the festival? All of them. They always them. used. They always all used. All of them. Because
0: yeah, you're not gonna have an activation, and like, what are you gonna play? Like even during these shows in Portugal and Paris and all this. Yeah, things. now that's where the guys in their label get to move. Mm. Yeah, so that's it's why their they go, label. Yeah, that's why there's there's some quite popular. Just that I'm not really like in the m- yeah. in the market because i know people who stay in the muyanga communities and stuff that yes. a lot of the people in that communities yeah. they have buy the chill from it's like called one something one fifty four. what? yeah so like people who are in those communities know the names of the people more for us it's almost like when we went to nyege nyege we were just like in our own world yeah. we had been doing our own yeah. stuff clan meeting what I just called so a company like, called us like we like what you guys are doing come and just do it on this whole stage Mm. So as when we went there, we found that people in those communities knew each other. What, what, what? They were familiar with each other. They even had a place they were sleeping. No, we we're not with any of that shit. But I think Nyege stems from like the stuff that
2: we're always talking about with Trevor. It stems from that like that art community, like mm. an art like clique, where they are together. And for them, they are trying to be a vehicle to export the culture outward. Yeah. But then the people from here just don't relate, bro. That, like, it's hard for us to feel it, especially now, now that it's not been being marketed to us. Eh? Guys, that's kind of like, bro. Like, l- if I ask all of you, how much you think your is this year? Do you guys know? Yeah, so because
3: funny. of... Um, you checked, yeah. right? Yeah. I, yeah. How yeah. yeah. much? <laughs> an <teacher>. You guys <laughs> like, I, still I still to check, bro. They <laughs> say, <laughs> I <still laughs> say,
2: literally. <laughs> yeah, but how I how get much? you...
1: It's like 100 beck a day. It's
2: 130k. It's 130k. For,
3: for the food days. No That's like Alibad. That's cheap. Yeah.
2: That's 130k, bro. But guys don't know that <laughs> bro, it's not being marketed to us. Yeah. It? The, l- been, the I last like time the way I had explained it, because yeah. before that me I was hating. I guarantee you. But when I look at it as a vehicle to just export the culture outward,
0: that's cool, man. Do you think? You know? Yeah, no, nah, because the creatives look at it like that. Because the people, like man, if if uh, for example, when you look at big trills party after party, the the thing you're gonna credit the most for promoting that song is Nyegenyegi, mm. because it was a big song in Uganda, and then when um people came for Nyegenyegi. The song was promoted very heavily at Nyegenyege. Nyege. It was playing everywhere because it was the biggest song in Uganda. What happened is the Kenyans who left, even at the airport, they were recorded, the whole airport was singing party after party. And then it went into Kenya, and that very week it went into number one in Kenya. And then from there, Kenyans promoted it, and then Nigerians picked up on it. And then, so you look at Nyegenyege Nyege like it did that thing for us, for Big Trill. Yeah. You dig. It got him a whole, all the finest Kenya
3: party people. Do you like, think this is the song? Do you yeah. think it also blew up because the Ugandans there were overhyping it? Does that make sense? Like, he, yeah, but things. Th- and then the Ugandans they are like, this jam is fire." Then yeah. the Kenyans are like, "Women, the Ugandans are saying is. the jam is yeah. fire, so it's now fire." Yeah, but yeah.
0: then the, the Nyaganje impact eh, is well known. It's mm. well known because that week when Nyaganje ended, that, that day when people were at the airport, that shit trended. When everyone at the airport was singing party after party, and they were predominantly Kenyans going to Kenya, and then that same week. It went number one in Kenya. their iTunes. Mm. You dig? So it was like a sequence of events. Like y- I'm assuming these were like some of the most influential party people in Kenya. Mm. They went back to Kenya and they got this shit played and what. Mm. And then, yeah. So I, I believe Nyege Nyege. Because Nyege has so many Kenyans that come here. So many. Because I think Nyege is a Swahili word. Mm, yes, yeah, so I think those guys what understand it more.
1: Shake or something Squeeze else. Shake <laughs> <Something laughs> is <laughs> a PG. I, I heard it means honey. <laughs>
0: I mean, oh, just give it pitch so Andrew.
1: the kids don't get it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't go come with you, guy. Don't go come with me.
0: For the yes, kid. <laughs> kids, <already>. <laughs> <laughs> guys were like, shake it, they knew what it is. <laughs> <You> shake, <laughs> shake, shake,
1: <laughs> <You> shake, shake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, bro. Yes, I I'm <laughs> like how shaky is that metaphor, for body. Shake.
0: Yo, I just feel like a science teacher shouting at you random <laughs> bad word yeah, in the middle of a class like <laughs> it you means like
3: this. <laughs>
1: Anyway, uh, uh, guys, we have to wrap up a this very one. Listen,
2: interrupt us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, you have to come back, you guys. Listen, we can do like a three-hour board. Honestly, yeah. Unfortunately, we have to close this. Uh, what time is it?
3: Oh damn, it's almost six. It is oh, six. Oh,
2: bro, I wanted to start saying that day when the podcast was recorded, so guys can just get off our backs, bro.
3: Yeah, for it being Yeah, easy. so I'd I like, been just like you start listening, us. you know, <laughs> it was recorded. <laughs>
2: yeah, so this was reco- now we'll say it at the top. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll right, let's give him this stuff. one. Let's give him yeah. this one. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and hey, bro, thank you so much for coming, man. This is, I got yeah. way more out of this than I expected. This is by far my favorite interview this year, meanwhile. Of yeah. like, of the 22, this is my favorite one, bro. You have to come back. I have to come um, back, but maybe
0: we'll just do a pod that
2: Nyege, You guys, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who, <laughs> who knows? Bro, knows bro, I didn't even say what I wanted to say. Belgium like, there's a lot, there's a lot
0: of like fucking consciousness, cause I wanted to like live when I feel like I've raised people's consciousness so much. Yeah. Bro, bro, I definitely you. Have. You I have. You have. You I, have, you that you <laughs> have. I feel <laughs> like I spend I more time I complaining. And <laughs> who do no, you no. 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 Eh? this is
2: not the last time you're telling members. Yeah. Listen, bro. Nah, you're definitely coming back. Every time we have a good guest, he has come back at least a couple of times. Yeah, yeah man, man, so thanks so much for coming. Uh you can plug whatever you want, Not do you unplug? Plug anything, bro.
0: Um, yeah man. I'm gonna plug your consciousness, man. I want you guys to meditate every day. I want you guys to have the awareness and uh actually I want you to have the awareness to take the time out to find silence in your days. I want you to find silence. I want you to tap into that silence. And I want you to allow everything to come to you, whether it's your happiness, whether it's your sadness. I want you to learn how to connect with it. And I want you to learn how to know yourself, know what ticks you off, know how to communicate when you're feeling sad or happy, know how to be yourself like no one can be yourself. And uh, yo, every day, every day if you feel like you're in a better place, try and put someone else in a better place. Try and teach somebody something. Because at the end of the day, if we are in a much more enlightened place and uh, we're more enlightened as a community, then it serves us a greater good. We live in more beautiful environments. We live in cleaner places. We live in places with more opportunity. And um, we have less suffering, of course. We have less poverty. And uh, you're now coming from Africa that we've been dealt a lot of bad hands. It's very important that we put consciousness at the top of our lists every day. Every day, every day, not to let our struggling because we come from generations where you know sometimes we deal with generational curses and trauma, we never realize so much because maybe our grandparents, maybe they suffered with some guys who came and mistreated them, and then the ones after I deal with colonialism, and then the ones after I deal with the war, and then the ones after I deal with power struggles, and then you're right there being born and uh, being mistreated, and you don't understand why, and then you just wake up and go and do that shit to your kids as well and the kids do their shit to their kids. So I'm saying you have to break all them cycles. Break all them cycles of the suffering that was put on the people before you because it's within our consciousness to do that. Yeah, man. So I'm going to plug consciousness. That's what I've done.
1: That's it.
2: This
3: yeah. uh, on that bombshell. On, show. Uh, and on that bombshell. <laughs> we'll have to close it on that note. thank <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much
2: for watching. Peace. Peace. Yeah.